Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What the fuck is going on? Wow, we got the champ in the house. You're not supposed to ruin anything. Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We are going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to uh, go through uh, each episode, the guests, the talking points, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar, how was your week? I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Actually, I feel this week is like the seasonal depression sets in. Like the warm, hot weather is, uh, is gone for good. There could be another hot day, but summer is over in the weather-wise, so... That had me down, but on Friday we painted this apartment, and it was a real easy job—one color uh, trim and everything—and uh, we just were cracking so much wise. I was laughing so hard, you know, when guys are just fucking around. It was great. I, like Adela was laughing so hard. I, I really knew that. You like the glad you had a good day at with. work. It was on the heels of that debate, but we'll save that for the post, Joe. Uh, yeah, and uh, that was my week. Simon, how was your week? What the fuck is going? Oh no, sorry. I already did that. Um, yeah, my week was alright. Headphone warning. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it was you know pretty average. Another three episode week on uh, old Joe Rogan. The we're still at odds, me and Joe. And that's about it. He's dead to you. He's not dead to me, but we're definitely we're 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 out of the honeymoon. We phase. can agree it's uh, three episodes a week though. Uh, nope, we can't. Yet. <laughs> No, I'm with Matt. I, I agree with you. I think it is three episodes a week, but I think we got to wait until things. Yeah, what are we doing out. here? Like it's October. It's the first week of October, and after a month, you guys settle are, themselves. Well, that's huge. This is no sober October. Christmas came early. <laughs> He's doing sober October. Oh, let's talk about sober October for a second, okay? So we want to start with this, okay? Yeah. Why not? That's fine. Well, how was your week, Matt? No, no. This is part of Simon's this week. Is part of my oh, week. So Kamar. Thank you. Um, He's taking up the time you didn't. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. I'm uh, co-opting your time. Um, so I saw this Instagram post from, <coughs> excuse me, from Joe that said, um, looks like we're not doing sober October this week. Phone the boys. They're not interested. I was like, yes, this finally, finally grow up fellas. Like, you know, none of you need the fame anymore. That's exactly what, uh, Bert's too big. Bert is thinking and all of them right now. Cause Bert was the big push behind this to get, you know, the, too big for October. I know, I know. I'm so, so I'm saying they're all like, yeah, fuck that Joe. We don't need the publicity anymore. Who wants to be sober for a month? But Joe feels this like Goggins esque. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, he probably got like, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 people who emailed in and was like, I count on you for he does sober read comments. How would you know? whatever, sober October and you're letting us down. Hold on. Let's be serious. He got one call. From Goggins. From Lex Friedman. Oh, from Friedman. Yeah. Anyways. You don't know anything. He, you just think. 
I would assume that Lex, ah, it's not I would assume that Lex called him and was like, "You owe you you owe it to me." I feel like Goggins is is more likely candidate. Either way, I as I was trying to like rationalize this out for myself, I thought, okay, you know, I kind of get that he owes it to those people who you know like Sober October, and then I thought to myself, no. Most people who listen to Joe Rogan, I think, are like me. They're not too into anything he does like for sure there are archers who listen to joe rogan there are um hunters there are mma guys you know what i'm saying but i think the every man who listens to joe rogan just wants a little bit of everything and sober october is like a huge fucking joke no am i wrong no i think a lot of people do it like it's a thing to do not just because of joe like there's a rhyme for almost every month what you're supposed to do i think it's no nut november and people do it so october is now a thing but what i'm saying they're not going to have a get together there's no goal he's done this himself the rest aren't listen i'll put it to you this way i think it's horseshit either way i mean i i thought he was drunk when he did it i'll say this joe rogan is fully capable i believe if he wanted tomorrow to stop drinking and smoking weed i believe that he's like a he's just a headstrong kind of guy you don't know i totally believe it he does it every october no but i'm no but this is my problem is that's my just because you do it every october doesn't mean this is the problem i have with this whole challenge is someone could easily trick themselves into believing like i'm i'm strong enough to quit whenever i want i did it all of october and then but that's that's better than not doing anything at least having a go we, I, we can't shit on it, and we must rejoice because we don't have to review Sober October kickoff or follow-up. Well, but hold on. Those were the only good parts of Sober October. Yeah. You're forgetting that, right? Sober October is that Joe becomes a dick. Need I remind you, Adam ruins everything. Adam ruins right? everything. Adam ruins everything. Maybe he'll be able to see with clarity. Yeah, I, I just thought, I'm sorry, in my selfishness, I thought, you know, finally, like, we're adults. We're done with this fucking sober October bullshit, you know? But no, Joe had to just fucking buckle. Buckle to the pressure. There has to be a thousand people who are doing it because of Joe Rogan. I bet there's more. way more exactly. than a thousand. You guys are fucking nuts. I'm like, not, why, wait, why? You, okay, but Simon's acting like okay, 10 so people emailed if, him. Like, even if it was 10,000 out of the millions and millions that i just don't think it's like a uh to me it's like the people who complain on social media such a small percentage that makes up the vocal majority i'm sure if you did like look if joe really wanted to see what the fuck was going on with silver october just throw out a fucking poll on any one of your platforms and let's let's see no how many people are stoked that we're not doing sober october this month and let's just see. And if I'm wrong, I'm happy to listen through fucking Joe being um, incredibly angry for a month, you know? Well, we have 240 people on our Reddit. Why don't you put out a poll? Anybody who likes... Um, small sample size, but whatever. Sober October. Don't listen to this podcast anymore. Is that what you wanted? No, that's uh, not <laughs> what I wanted. No. no let's, if you like Sober October, write in, tell us, because I'd be very surprised. There you go. But I don't think our 200 The call has been made. Also, too, I don't have a problem with people doing Sober October, Kamar. I just think... All I was saying was I think you might be kidding yourself. I think some people might be kidding themselves into believing that they might have more willpower than they do for stopping something for a month. A hundred percent. Especially when you get bombed right after, like they used to. I kind of always felt that was a little... It defeats the purpose. A little bit. But in fairness, I mean, quitting anything for a month is hard. Do you not agree with that? 
Yeah, but if you the problem with quitting something, knowing you're going to take it back up after yep. a month, is it's totally different than actually the saying the light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely, a hundred percent, I agree with that. I'm just saying any sort of like um, Simon. All I'm saying is yes, it's great. You get to cleanse yourself. Maybe you continue after that. That's the real hope. I'm just saying a lot of people would kid themselves into believing. I I used to hear it all the time. I used to say it. Dude, I quit for like two weeks once. I could do this anytime. No problem. That was not the case. None of these guys are doing this to quit, though. They were all doing it to, like, they all I get knew it. they were starting I get it. Again. I get it. But I'm just saying is some people <laughs> kid themselves. That's all. Anyway, my week sucked. Uh, do you want to go through the list? I'd love to. Thanks for asking. Really thought Joe was going to just come through on this one, though, man. And, and not do Sober October and not himself? not do Sober October, yeah. And just be like, you know what? Just like the other guy said. The world's fucked up right now. There are nights I'm going to want to go home and smoke a joint. Why would I do this? Why would I? There are so few good things right now. Why would I take any away from myself? It doesn't bother me, but this is what we always wish for. It's too bad Joe couldn't. Get ready. Kamar's about to fucking butcher a name. Yes, I am. I was trying to read it before. Uh, three episode week, which I think is going to be the new norm. Again, 1542 straight off with everyone's like how he slips that in there. Healthy Hunter Cameron Haynes. Then we had a long way to return. 1543, Brian Simon's wet Marescu dream. and oh, not bad. Graham Hancock. Hold on, say that again. Brian Marescu. You're missing an R. Rarescu and Graham Hancock on a tiny talking box. Then everyone's favorite fat homosexual, 1544, Timmy Dillon, back in the house. And I think he's always a fan favorite. So Tim Dillon's great. Wasn't a problem. Okay, well, do you want to rate the week? Maybe we'll start with Simon since he had such a verbose week. This week I will give... I will give a four. A four. I do second the four. I will say this about the the shorter weeks. It's a lot easier to give a high rating. Well, no, I just find you're like, let's say, let's say there was five this, let's say there was like a throw in David Goggins this. No, that's a bad example. Cause I would just bad example. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying like, if there was two, ah, whatever, who cares? Like that's how math works, Matt. Um, <laughs> I give it a four as well. We have an agreement. We have an agreement. Got to get back in time. <laughs> two plus two equals five. <laughs> you yeah. know this. Yeah. I, but I, I think the reason, like, uh, we'll see why my four is a four. Okay. We'll see. We'll see why my four is a four. That's how numbers work. I was going to say, that's how this podcast works. We're going to find out why your four is a four. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I guess let's uh, let's fire it up with uh, Cameron Haynes. Number fifteen twenty. No, fifteen seventy. What number is that? I think it's fifteen seventy four. Fifteen forty two. Somewhere in the middle of where Simon and I were. It's all right. You were closer, Si. If it was the movie game, you won that. <laughs> I'll take it. There you go. Um, so Cam Haynes, just before we start. I got two things. Okay, I'll let you go first. Sorry. No, maybe your thing is my thing. Go ahead. I think my thing sounds more positive because you sounded oh, like you were going. Mine's not going to be positive. Okay. So we'll positive it up, Matt. Sure. We'll do the compliment sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I wasn't amped to see Cam Haynes' name, but we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. This podcast didn't bother me. I mean, it clearly didn't bother you guys because the week got a four. So unless you're giving two other ones a five and this a two, like I don't really see how the numbers add up. 
Or, or 4.5, a 4, and a 0.75, I think. I'm no, not, that math doesn't I'm work out I'm not a math genius, but it comes close. I wanted to say that I think, after listening to this podcast, that um, Cam Haynes can be uh, retired. What are you talking about? Tom Papa's on every other week. Oh, I think the, Tom Papa, if the next time he's on, they just talk about bread... Then he can he too he, can, he be, can retired. be retired because I heard I've heard this podcast before. Not only have you heard this podcast before, Kamar, you've heard this podcast ten times before. Like wait, I'd wait. like to put the podcast up against each it, other yes. and see when but they wait, oh my actually God. talk about wait, wait. the ethics it of w- hunting. So here's it would be ten percent different. I, I I I wonder. Here's the thing for me though: is my time. I don't think I've ever listened to a Cam Haynes episode before. Have we always just mailed it in? For have the we podcast? record? Have we done one? Yes, I don't, we have. Cam Haynes. Well, then we've only, then I've only ever listened to one. Yeah, I always skip the Cam Haynes. Why would I listen uh, to those? I I could be wrong, but in the two years we've done this, I think it's only been one. If if multiple Cam Haynes, I think there's two. We'll have to go back and check. But either way, I don't know. Maybe then I forget because they're so forgettable that I just when it comes back, I'm like meh. I mean, I will say he is the most vocal Trump supporter I think that's ever on the show. Like he he was fighting within himself. To, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. To push how, that he like, well, someone like me would uh, look at it like this. Like uh, he even seemed like he was like Joe. Why are you apologizing? There could have been someone doing that in Portland. He's, he's oh yeah, he's chomping you know, a bit. You know what I mean? Like so he's a he's a conservative. Yes, and definitely. he's a hard worker, and he's a great hunter, and I know that through and through. Yeah, I don't not like campaigns nope. as in. Like, he doesn't rub me the wrong way, a la other people on this podcast who will not be named. <laughs> Lex. <clears throat> Anyways. Or um, will be named. No, but you know what I mean? Like, some uh, sometimes, uh, he's not one of those guys. I- I'm not like, oh, everything this guy says is bugging me. It's just like, if you weren't Joe's really good friend, there is no fucking way you would be on this show. It's... You say the same stuff every time you come on, which is okay, I guess, if you're super, super into hunting, but... But what if it is by doing this and promoting hunting so full on? Like, there's no problem with you hunting and not talking about it. That's one thing. But you keep promoting it, so you invite this criticism, so we can have this continuous cyclical conversation about how it's getting your own meat and how hard it is and the feelings. Like, all that will never change. There'll never be a hunting show a year from now like... It's different. It's so it's so easy. You just sort of slide in there. Like it's always be this personal challenge, and we know this. I guess what I was driving at is, remember when he had the guy on who told the story about like being in the camp when the bear attacked, and you you know who I'm talking about? It's that other mm-hmm. the Australian guy, mm-hmm. I think. I have no problem with hunters coming on, but just tell me stories about. Cool things that are happened to you in the woods. No, man. Like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these guys probably have stories out the fucking ass. But like you said, he spends his whole time on this really boring, cyclical fucking... I would uh, try to argue back that maybe the resources for them to do that counterbalances the saving money on meat or whatever. Like they're going to some crazy places. Like they're spending a lot of money, a lot of fossil fuels. It'd be easier just to buy it. <clears throat> it is a, a challenge for well, them. Well, it's not a money thing for them. It's they no, want what he's, clean meat. 
I'm yeah, saying, but what saying I don't is, want to criticize someone hunting, but if you what Kamar's, take an angle. I think what he's saying is like five guys flying in a private jet to Utah to hunt one single elk that they're going to bring back and then harvest the meat for. You could argue that that has a larger carbon footprint than them just going to the supermarket and buying meat. Is that your argument, Kamar? And if, you, if, and I'm, if, I'm just, hold on. If you wanted to criticize yeah, I get them. It, yeah. the, the, Is that what you were saying? Yes. Okay. Exactly. And I'm just not sure that's the case. Uh, I, they each bring home uh, elk. That elk lasts for, Joe says it, sometimes upwards of a year. Um, I still think your carbon put, footprint is smaller. And to boot... The, Even then, hold on. You're also, they also, and Joe says this all the time, sometimes they go out and don't bring anything back. Yes, that's, so that's true. Then your argument is But a lot of time, they're not having to drive out to Utah. Like, you can go hunting. Joe could go in Texas right now and just, you know, go around the corner from his house and go hunting. So Kamar's point is that he chooses not to. Yeah. I think that was the idea. Well, Joe's that, also a super rich guy. I know, but, so. he, but what Kamar is saying is, if someone wanted to make the argument, you could argue that Joe sits there and talks about this ethical this and how he's doing the right thing. Yet he could, like you said, just go around the corner and hunt all the wild boar in Texas, right? And have meat for fucking years. And there's but a lot of fellows he, who do it in their backyard. I'm, I'm, and Joe can hunt, kill animals. I, I don't fucking care. I'm just saying either, yeah. if there was a pushback, because it's like they're defending their hunting and stuff. And I'm like, we know, guys. Like, I, think, I doubt anyone who's against it is listening. I think Joe's argument is also... Um, there's a connection with the thing you're killing, so you appreciate the meat a lot more. That's great. I, I, I guess I just don't understand. I, I I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I don't understand like what where this is coming from. What Kamar's saying is we get it. They're up there pleading their case, and nothing they're pleading, like kill the animals, take the meat. Like I don't see the, any way to criticize them. It almost seems like a guilty conscience at this point. Exactly. But if I were to criticize him, I say, hey, maybe you guys are spending a lot to do this. But I don't care. Yeah, I'm so sorry I brought that thought up. My criticism, oh, I don't <laughs> think you have to be sorry. Uh, my criticism has nothing to do with the hunting part of it. Hunt, don't hunt, I don't care. Mine is don't clog up the fucking Joe Rogan experience. That's exactly what I'm saying. Again, it's Joe's show. I don't give a fuck. He can have on whoever the fuck he wants. Hunting is one of his main, like. It's not Joe's show. It's a show for the people. Okay. It's Joe's show. That's what yeah. makes this what it is. Yeah, but you're forgetting, like, we all loved when Tony Hawk was on. I bet there was a bunch of hunters that was like, no one gives a fuck about some lazy yeah. punk skateboarder. <laughs> but Tony Hawk isn't on four times a year. I saw Tony Hawk the other day just scrolling. I was like, oh, Tony. Those are good days. But um, <laughs> another issue with this podcast is it was taped two weeks ago. Oh, maybe I mean, more. The, the so fight, I want to get to this. The fighter the, knowledge, all that stuff. Um, the Colby Covington Woodley fight had not happened yet. Is that correct? Yes, this is nuts. Because I wanted to just. That's this is two weeks. This so is this a is, new world. Well, order. There's been two fights since then. So this is exactly. Some, this is somewhere where, like, he's clearly gone on this hunt with him and come back since. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. But We've I mean, that was on one. The hunt. So this is one thing where you guys brought this up, and I was like, I don't really give a shit. As like a few days doesn't bother me, but a couple weeks, like like you said. This just sounded so outdated with the with the fighting stuff. It's like, oof. Tim Dillon, they're talking about, oh, the debates are going to be so fucking great. What? Just humor me for one second, okay? I'm sorry. I, I should be doing this in Tim Dillon, but it's worth talking about now. What if there's the debates, okay? Mm-hmm. And something huge happens. Sure. Like maybe- well, hold on, hold on. Okay. I got, I got to stop you right here. I know where you're going. I'm already fully with you. Joe is not a news network. Joe doesn't owe anyone shit. I also want to say this, Simon. We actually 
We have an interesting predicament where... It is a predicament. Well, no, no, no. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh. You don't know where I'm at. Well, I, I, I want to know what your predicament is. No, no. We've always had a predicament where when Joe goes hunting for a week or goes to Hawaii, we are then stuck with nothing. You know what I mean? We're always kind of like, well, what are we going to do this week to, to provide some sort of content? Do we take a week off ourselves? Whatever. It's actually kind of enjoyable that Joe banked a bunch of episodes. It's so common, though. It, the most podcasts. That's what I'm saying. But not so, th that far. Either. Sure, but what I'm saying is Joe is now treating his podcast the way every other podcast on earth, almost, like 95% of them operate. We're just bummed because it's not the norm for him, and we feel like he owes us up-to-date information. Like He's obviously going to have guests on this week that talk about the debates. We know that, right? Who knows? Hopefully time is caught up in this simulation. <laughs> Chances are, I mean... Unless, they're, right. unless they're all recorded. But our predicament is that we can't bank episodes unless we were to get the tapes ahead of time. Oh, that, yeah, I'm no. In, I'm in talk with Joe's people. Yeah. We're going to try to get first listen. No ed editorial content. Dude, wouldn't that be crazy if we found someone that had leaks? Like or, if we got the Tim Dillon episode last we week. We got them and review them before they come out. That'd be, that'd be the best. It'd be unbelievable. But the, our predicament is that we have to do it every week. Like we can't bank a no. bunch of reviews. It, it, it's our predicament. It's our pleasure. It is what it is. I mean, we have gotten smart Just with the Patreon. we're always going live. No, no, but we're smart with the Patreon. We started banking some of those. Well, that is, like you said, 99% of podcasts do that. It's just our predicament. Yeah. But well, um, it's a smarter way to run a podcast. You you were saying, Matt, that um, now Joe is running it like every other podcast. Yeah. The reason Joe's podcast was the best is because it wasn't like those other fucking podcasts. You know, he was a super rich dude. He had all the money in the world and he still showed up every week, recorded live, did all again, not live. I don't really care. Just somewhere close, man. Like sure. it is so frustrating to be hearing them talking about not knowing what's happening in the elections when we're already four days past it. And like, it could be big news. I know it was a fucking nothing burger, but it could be big news. We're going to run into something at some point that just is like, let me draw you your though. eyes princess. This is how it's going to be from now on. Yeah. But hold on. a little bit off. I want to say this again. The guy just moved there. We haven't given him any, I know I, I'm the one who gives him the most shit. I think it was a brash decision to just move your whole operation overnight. Seems ridiculous. I don't know if you heard Alex Jones though. So Alex Jones, this is a total sidebar. I saw him in that interview where he was like, he's moving to Texas, Austin, what? No, yeah, I knew that. Where he like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know, but now it's public knowledge. Yeah, yeah, see, so the other day on his show, he was like, Rogan's been in Austin for months, months he's been here. Uh, down the down low, I knew it. A lot of people knew it. He's been here just without the family. That's what he's been Hadn't moved saying. The and so I'm sitting here like, this guy's just so full of shit, but you know what I mean? So according to Alex Jones, Joe's been there for months setting up and yada, yada, yada. I just think this was a, a quick maneuver. They didn't plan it out. He went hunting, so he's got some banked episodes. I'll keep giving him the benefit of the doubt until December. Once once December hits, if it's still like this, then yeah, I'm with you guys. This is fucked. Sure, fine. I'll, I'll go with you there. No, it's fine. I still think it's a bad um, look, let's say, to even do that when you're just switching over to Spotify and everybody just wants everything to be... We're creatures of habit, you know I what it. I mean? We just wanted it to be normal. And he's throwing all these monkey wrenches at us. Like, no, man, just guess, guess what? You'll get used to it and you'll still be a fan. You'll still listen. Like, even if you're super jaded right now, Simon, and you're like, I'm never listening to Joe Rogan again. When he has fucking um, 
Graham Hancock on again saying he's found some ancient civilization. You're tuning the fuck in. There is something, though, to be said about getting sick of Joe and just putting it down when, when, when I could. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know. Well, now it's a job. Finally seeing a notice where it's like, oh, what? This person. And then listening. And then you, you fall back in and do it. That so, was going to be one of my arguments, Simon. Might be still October. <laughs> Simon, one of the reasons it bothers you so much is because you're forced to listen the week of. Oh, I know. Like a lot of them, I you, a that. lot of them, you would go back and it's listen and you wouldn't even notice. You'd be like, oh, Tim Dillon, this must have been recorded before. And I don't even care. Well, I would never. I would say, oh, Cameron Haynes. Fuck that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I still <laughs> think we should say fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, just retire yeah. him. I mean, listen, I'm not against that. Don't get me wrong. They talked about the girl who we, was on the show. I know it's crazy. Which one? The one who couldn't sleep, like we heard her tell the story <laughs> and then they told the story. All I could think was, well, I, I don't know what Joe thinks, but for new listeners, for someone who's never heard it before, we're just it, like, like I said, you could match it up to another podcast. And it's the exact same thing. It's so funny, Kamar, because I was going to say, let's do that. Let's take them. And like, I'm sure there's some program you can run it through where it'll like cancel out all the things that are the same and we'll see what we're left with. You know what it's kind of like? It's like when you go to like dinner with two old friends and you're like the third party and they just spend the whole dinner telling each other stories that they both know intimately. That's the interesting part. They both know the story. That it's we told the, the last time we all went out to dinner together. I do that all the time. <laughs> I do that all the time. I think, I think the dead... The dead deer or dead elk. So a couple of things from this episode. I do have a couple of notes for it. Um, Joe talks about the apology right at the beginning. Yes, the wildfires. The wildfires. Yeah. Well, the, 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 so I thought that was interesting, but uh, again, I, I still found like he was cowtailing or cowtowing or but whatever it, it is. In in his cow defense, to your, not to your point, he was doing this right after he did that. Now, it seems like it was a bunch of time until he addressed it, but he actually addressed it right away. If we now know that that podcast was done. Right. It just took so long for him to get to us. But again, that's like... That's just unfortunate. No, it's going to be a problem, man. Like, take that, for example. If he's trying to apologize and that apology doesn't get out for... That's not our problem. Yeah, I was just going to say, but he, I doesn't feel owe, better. he doesn't owe me an apology for apologizing. It's not on the you. It's not... He doesn't owe anybody an apology for anything. I'm saying, just take that as an example as to how... If that was something he was trying to get out... Yeah, but he has Instagram for that, which he does. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is at the time that apology came out and I felt there was a lot of radio silence and it was concerning to me. It made me think he was compromised. And now I realize he did address it right away. Yeah, that's exactly, come on, that's exactly, the for the doubt. that's exactly what I'm saying. So you thought he was compromised where had he been more live with his episodes, you wouldn't have had to worry about it because you would have known the very next day that he talked about the apology. But whatever fucking insanity I think doesn't matter to Joe or. It's not you <laughs> though. It's you are the, the listener. And I'm, I'm recanting my criticism of him not addressing the apology now. Now that I put it together, which I didn't even put together till you brought it up. I'm just saying, think about the insanity. The guy apologizes on Instagram for what he believes was misspeaking. And you two immediately, I believe he is compromised. That is No, I say it playfully. 
I didn't say it was compromised. I said, I don't like where this is going, where Joe is feeling like he has to do this. He never did this before. That was This bad. could be one he's banked from two months ago. He's like, 100% behind Brian Callen. <laughs> All the charges against them are completely yeah, false. That's never He's happening. my brother. I stand by him. In the Tim Dillon episode, he did say Chris D'Elia's name, though. That was Not to mention, he then was like, if I had someone on who was in trouble, I would definitely coach them as to how to oh, answer yeah. certain questions. We'll get to that. We'll get to okay, that. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, so back to uh, this episode. Um, we'll get to that course. So, yeah, Joe... <laughs> At one point, in, you know what? I'm not even going to bother. It doesn't matter. Um, Rag him. Wasn't Jeffrey Epstein a story at one point? Do you remember back in those days? It isn't now that he's dead. If, if you think about it, like there's, that goes nowhere. But It's uh, now a totally. conspiracy theory. Totally. Just Lane Maxwell, though. Yes. What I'm saying, I guess, is, okay, Fuck Island existed. We know that he was running this giant thing. He was going to jail. He was about to spill all of the beans. And then he was murdered in his prison cell. That is a huge fucking story, <laughs> like. And the and and one conspiracy theorist could imagine there's enough people involved that are really high up that it got deaded. I would have. I mean, listen, there's a lot you which could take is scary. Do you think he had a sign made? Like, you remember? Uh, remember in shop class at Hopewell? Remember how you had to like. Uh, like etch a sign in wood and then burn it and then plain. The yeah. Do you think he had a fuck island sign made, like a big wooden one, so that when you arrived, it was like some a, corny, like a wooden etch, stuff. like "Welcome to Fuck Island," and then a photo of like like a painting of Clinton in a Matt, dress. I I know you've probably seen Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine course, it yeah. more like that with the gates. Oh, fuck island. And then and they the gates open, open when you get there. It's a bunch of kids engraved in wood. And like the Pope. Maybe that's the name of the boat that gets you there. Kids engraved in wood. The fuck island. That's the name of the boat. Gotcha. No, it'd be. They're more punny than that. Yeah, it's true. Like kitty fucker. Or, I don't know. That's not punny at all. But I see where you're going. No, like titty fucker. But oh, kid, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't get the pun. Boat to fuck island. I mean, again, they're <laughs> boat to fuck island. <laughs> but it's a two. <laughs> Wait, let me try my hand at this. <laughs> fuck island express. <laughs> Not the boat to, De to yeah. Epstein's yes. Fuck Island. That's not yeah. Fuck Island. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyways, yeah, that used to be a thing. Joe said that he wasn't sure that the elite existed and he didn't like when people use the word elite. Well, uh, when you're part of a group, you don't like. <laughs> yeah, obviously. No, but I was just thinking like that's another, that's another example of just, you know, that idea like, I'll believe Bohemian Grove. I'll believe Fuck Island. But don't you dare tell me that this is like a, an organized thing. Come on, man. One good you thing got from A to B and almost to C and then flip back way behind A. That's not how that works, man. And he resided F. I, I, he, <laughs> F is for Fuck Island. He, yeah. might, he, might be, uh, he might be compromised. No, not oh, compromised. And we're back. <laughs> what, what I want to call compromised. it. compromised. Do you guys remember Coney? Yeah. Do you remember the guy, but the guy that did the video? Yeah, of course. He ended up naked on TMZ he, smoking meth. He put out a video in like 40 hours. It got 83 million views. It was huge. And he went from nothing to ah, and he went. He went batshit so crazy. what was it? What was the video? This sounds okay, so familiar. He, it was he, a serious cause. He released a video 
this call to action about this warlord named Joseph oh, Coney. I remember. remember yeah. it was Coney yeah, yeah, 2012. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 Stole some girls or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, the blah, guy blah. had blood red eyes. Stole some girls or something. So he... Didn't he murder like a shit ton of people? Joseph Coney, yeah. yeah. So this guy puts out this video and like Kamar says, in 48 hours it gets like the most YouTube views the fastest. At that time. At that time, yeah. Um, this is pre-Gangnam style. Um... And this guy, like Kamar says, shoots to fucking, he just becomes huge. He starts this thing where you can like buy uh, this Coney package. So it's like a, a, a poster, a banner, a pin, a t-shirt. Anyway, he ends up, he was, it, from the video I saw, it looked like he was smoke. he had been smoking meth and he's ass naked on the corner of a street in Venice Beach. Speaking in tongues, pretty much. And you think that the CIA did that to him because he was doing this really good cause? No. No. I oh. think Joe is having his Coney moment, but it's not such a crazy moment for him. He's just wilding out, you know what I mean? Like, Did you guys see the photos of his home in yeah, Austin? I, I did see those photos. I didn't, Holy I didn't see them. Beautiful. Did I see them? I'll Doesn't show them show to you them? at the break. Jesus fucking Christ. And then, so another thing that Joe said that uh, I did not agree with in this episode, um, he said, you know, Jared Kushner may be a good guy, but he's Trump's guy, and that makes him a bad guy. And I was nope. like, no. Nope. Take, <laughs> nope. Put Jared Kushner just by himself away from Trump. He never married into Trump's family. Terrible he doesn't even work. Being. He is the worst. Terrible the worst. And his family. He's probably smart. Like, is, I don't think he's a fucking dildo. You know what I mean? I'm Didn't not mean, saying he's not smart. That has nothing to that. He was fucking Netanyahu's little snuggle buddy at their fucking sleepovers. Like on Fuck Island? No, this was in Fuck Mansion. He's oh. he's not in the Israel. dolt the media <laughs> no, no, makes him out to be. In New, when Netanyahu would come to New York. Sorry, say that again. Come on, hold on. He's not the dolt that the media makes him out to no, be. No, he's not oh, a sure, dolt no. at all. He's a fucking I evil I think he's genius. a terrible person, though. When Netanyahu would come in um, from Israel to New York to stay. I was just looking at it. Um, he would sleep at the Kushner's house, like instead of staying in a hotel. And then, yeah, who's a bad guy? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a Jew, and I think Netanyahu's a really. Well, did bad he just guy. get indicted, like in the middle of an election? Netanyahu did. I think so. I'm sure. I don't know. Um, Everyone has their skeletons. <laughs> uh, Benjamin, Benjamin. It's just, it's just, yeah. That's a, that's a horrible. Horrible family. So when Joe, like, I'm not sure what he's doing there. You know what I mean? Is he afraid to say Netanyahu's a piece of shit? Or does he, if he doesn't know about it, then just say, you know, I don't know about that guy. Like, but to say, to be like, to hold your conviction strong and be like. He did say he looked like the devil. Yeah, but that seems like a weird. Uh... There is proof positive out there. It's, this isn't hypothetical. This isn't maybe of all the terrible things Jared Kushner has done. But maybe terrible, but legal. Okay. You can still be a... We just said last time, Kamar, about uh, Hunter Biden's brother. Was it Hunter Biden's brother? Son. Married his uh, husband's mm -hmm. wife. Well, they talked about it. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying... Tell him, though. He's just, he's not a good guy, you know? But I think Hunter Biden was incompetent and got this done. I think this Jared Kushner is a diabolical, like he's just, well, I definitely, he's done nothing to me. Okay, anyways, wow, okay. Have we uh, done the deer hunter? Like, I thought you were done with Trump. 
So don't worry that I'm fucking trying to insult his toady. Bring, it, bring it up with the post, Joe. I, I had uh, some days. I love you to death. I love you to death. But he's done nothing to me is a fucking terrible. Where are the bodies? Uh, all I... Dude, you have you not seen? He's a slumlord. He was a slumlord. For, he still is. That's what he does. That's how he made his and money. If I was a slumlord, you guys would disown me because of my dodgy practices? Yeah, most likely. Okay. Well, Kamar, I'm, I'm friends with you because I think you're a good person. That's like, you might be a Trump supporter and like, I might disagree with that, but I think wholeheartedly you're a good person. I think you have good intention in your heart. You might fuck up here and there. But we say most business people are bad people though. No, I wouldn't. I think most are, or have to do shit to get shit done. I totally Not disagree like with this that. guy, man. I, I saw the documentary on him. It was just shrewd and like questionable business practices, but he wasn't like a murderer. You're also forgetting when you hold on. You're also forgetting, Kamar. It gets a little. It gets super dicey when you have the kind of lobbying power that he does. When you can change law to your advantage, then what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like when you can bend the law so that you can be like, "Well, I'm not breaking it. I have all these buddies that change the law so that what I'm doing is legal here." I mean, I don't know. I I get what you're saying, but I think the guy's a fucking terrible piece of shit. But that's my opinion. You're entitled to yours. You know, it's a stupid sport. Steeplechase. A lot of Olympic sports are stupid. But what is steeple? You know how some, like, you look at some Olympic sports? No, no. The steeplechase is jumping over the moat. Steeplechase is one of the good ones. That's what I think it is. Jumping over the moat. I was going to ask what the hell could be the... Um, Who has a moat? Like the triple jump I don't get. No, because what I was going to say, Matt, is when you look back at Olympic sports, some of them seem stupid now, but when you, like, I look understand. at their origins... Yeah, they, they had origins. origins. Um, it, it, it made a lot of sense, sense for the time. Right, so that's why we do it. It's out of uh, The hurdles. Respect. I guess you jump a bunch of fences in a backyard. You guys ever do that? Jump fences and jump in pools? Backyarding? Yeah, I also did the hurdles I, I in uh, junior high. That is very athletic of you. It's a very tough, tough experience. I wasn't good at the hurdles. <laughs> I just did the hurdles. I did the triple jump. Hurdles, long jump, triple jump. Field goal challenge available on our YouTube now. Um, what else you got for Cameron Haynes? Did we do the deer hunter for the movie game? No, we have not. Have you guys seen the deer hunter? Yes, I have. That's what we're doing. Oh my god! I thought that, I didn't think we'd have so much to talk about with uh, that. Would be a cool Cameron remake, Haynes. Eh? I don't know. No, no, you can't. No, you wouldn't believe the amount of alcohol these guys are drinking. Well, and there's a lot of just. Um, it is a very slow movie, but. They could do different stuff to it. Uh, well, it's like the, the wedding is so intense because it's all orthodox and stuff, and that really is a third of the movie. Right. And then everything else happens, the hunting and the Vietnam and the... But, Simon, I just think there's a lot... I, I, would you be happy if they ever redid Goodfellas? There's a point where a guy goes on the dance floor with a guy's girlfriend and grabs her ass, and so he walks out the dance floor and just knocks her out, and nobody... Even bats an eye. Yeah, it was a different time. I mean, there was lead in the air then. And so she gets up, check her jaw, and people are still consoling him. But I was hoping for a lot more from, let's say, like uh, the remake of Blade Runner. Because Blade Runner to me is this amazing fucking story. And it's a future story. So you would think, like, when you watch the original Blade Runner, it's really great. But there are times in it where you're just taken out by the oldness let's say but i think uh because it was denny villeneuve he's just that like he's doing dune 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that, like I, I I still like the remake of Blade Runner, but I like the original better. Uh, it's just more showing, you know, the grittier uh, and hair support. Well, no, but how prime. you could like a remake. Some things can be remade well if it's done well. I, I guess. I, w- w- do you think they do it in the same time period? I mean, the Ghostbusters remake. Amazing. Amazing. I actually didn't see it, so I can't comment. So, I mean, you have a year down yet? The girl one? Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. Okay. I didn't can't see remake it. them all. Don't watch it. Okay. I forbid you to watch it. Okay. Take it easy. Um, yeah, I have a year. Planes, trains, and automobiles come down. <clears throat> all right. I have a year as well. I said 1978. Okay, well, at least I, I believe I'm in the right park now. I said 76. 78, we have a winner! Wow, nice work. Combine, motherfucker. <laughs> the champ is in the house. This is very interesting. Well, for me, that was a good guess then. Because it's an old movie. Wow, so I was on the cusp, motherfucking triple crown. Deer Hunter, starring Robert De Niro, John Cazal, John Savage, Meryl Streep, and Christopher Walken. Directed by Michael Kimmins. I need my readers. This is unbelievable. It's these bright lights. Hollywood. Camino. Michael Camino. Written by Derek Washburn. And now, it's uh, it's supposed to take place in Pittsburgh, but it turns out most of the movie is filmed in Ohio. Like all the wedding and church scenes. And when they go hunting, that's actually in Washington State. Because it's all mountainous and crazy, and there's no way they had that in Pittsburgh. The odds that I have anything even remotely close here, other than the date, which I was two years off of, are fucking Well, how much did movies cost? But, I mean, at the time, this is one of the most critically acclaimed movies. It's a long movie, though, and it's an emotional roller coaster. What was crazy is when they're showing Vietnam and how crazy it was. Like with all the GIs and just everyone there. People everywhere, crazy crowds. And this was in 77. All right, I just totally switched everything up here. Was it more like 69, 72? Come on, Simon, are you ready? Because you're you're the one going for this here. He's under a lot of pressure. I am under a lot of pressure. Okay, I'm going to go with this. Here we go. Okay, well, since you're going for the perfect score, I'll go first. I said it cost twenty-two million, and it made fifty-four. Oh wow! I said it cost seven point four million to make, and it grossed one ten. Oh, fuck Simon! It cost fifteen million to make, and Ooh. it grossed forty-nine million. Oh, that was so close. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. So wow. seven off and five off. Mm-hmm. That's, that seems like the gross was really spot on. I don't think any. I don't think anything made $100 million back then. That's all maybe I, that's something. What, Simon, Star Wars. I had originally written $85 million, and then Kamar said critically acclaimed for the time, and I was like, hold up. Let's, let's, dial, money. let's dial that back by $30 million. So it, well, it, I thought he said successful. that because he was like trying to give me a hint that it made more. No, critically acclaimed doesn't make money. In general, but $45 million back then is a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. If you uh, do the... Um, if you extrapolate in today's... Uh, Today's yeah, value exactly. with uh, inflation. So Cam Haynes, back to Cam Haynes. That's the movie game. Oh, I didn't even do the intro. Yeah, tell them what it is. It's, it's the late. movie game where Matt and Simon go head to head to find out the year a movie came out, the budget and the gross, and that's it. That's it. Um, so Cam Haynes talks about David Goggins like they're not the same, 
And that kind of frustrates me. Like, you're crazy too, motherfucker. Nah. You do crazy, crazy shit. You train crazy, like... I think it's because he's quietly crazy. Yeah, not as, not as in he's your not, face. Yeah, he's not like, you're a bitch, motherfucker. I have no problem with Cam Haynes. I just, I've heard this podcast before. I don't have a problem with Wouldn't it be amazing if um, Logan Paul just managed to clip Mayweather and knocks him out and that's like history? I said this two weeks ago when it, when they first dropped. I was like, these guys are in such a different weight class. I'm with Joe. No one's going to sanction this fight. Yeah, I don't know what happens, but there's no reason why. Like, Logan Paul is a big, a big no, I'm dude. I'm just saying all it would take is one lucky fucking punch and everything. That's why they have the weight classes. He's, a, he's really the guy that could do it. I know, but Mayweather is the type of guy who would be like, I don't care how fucking heavy this guy is. I'll kill him because he's not a boxer and I am, you know. But he might be able to dodge one and just give him a gut shot and end the fight like that. I don't know. He does have the power. Either way, I don't see that fight happening. <laughs> Unless uh, Floyd Mayweather gets all fat <laughs> to reach a rate. He was pudgy. One good thing did come out of this episode. I got one vital piece of information, nothing to do with Cameron Haynes. Joe widened the table by one foot after the Mike Tyson episode. That is very telling. <laughs> that goes to what I said. Goes to what we all oh, said. Oh, no, he admitted it on this podcast. He said exactly what you said, Matt. He said, we were fucking scared. He was scared of Jamie had the gun under the table like <laughs> yeah. this. Like in Tombstone, he was holding the shotgun like the fucking dealers do, you know? No, was, but remember when I said if you listened to it, you didn't get the full, like, watching it felt, it felt way more intimidating than and i was intimidated listening through the thing so i can only imagine what it must have been like for those two guys in there knowing that this dude could like snap at any second i love i love you mike tyson more than anybody in the world i also want to hear all the dudes are like joe rogan is the ultimate alpha male like yeah well he increased the size of his table (laughs) by one foot because mike tyson sat there we know we know anybody who listens to joe a lot knows that joe isn't you know joe is worried about People in ties. He's worried about bathrobes. He's worried about pretty Still much alpha everything. Not that day. There, you know? it, it confirmed our suspicions, which is always nice to come up. <laughs> well, Joe must have been formulating some sort of plan in his head, what he was going to do if Mike Tyson attacked. And oh, I, I know what he's going to do. He's like, next time Mike comes on, I make him wear a tie. Then I have the advantage. <laughs> and after they talk and say all the stories they've said before, you know Camerhane's going to start interviewing Joe. It's just inevitable. Well, we know that happens when people run out of things to talk about, Commerce. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And before we run out of things to talk about, let's rate it. Well, you go like, ahead. I you like that Subway? Fucking right, hot. man. That's fucking pro talk. Put your cans on and let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought coming into this, we were going to cancel Cam Haynes. But I, I guess... I. Uh, I just didn't it's hate not it. Shared. We've never. Here's why. We've no, no. never canceled anybody before. I would be. I would feel insane. No, not canceling. Mike start. Bakering him. Oh, Mike Baker should be canceled. Mike Bakering him. Uh, we have four that we. Oh, he's put on the uh, no Joe list. The no Joe list. Sure. That's why I thought yeah, was going to come too. I agree. He should be on the no Joe list. It, I, I've heard this whole podcast before. All that being said, I still give it a four because addressing the. Um, Instagram thing, Cam Haynes, Trump baby, <laughs> and ever see so and so for for boast, and uh, there was one more thing they addressed during it. I think it was the Mike Tyson, like the widening of the table. There was there was value in that. 
Yeah, there was some value. Listen, Matt. I also was going to come in and give it a four, only because I just I don't remember any other. I feel like I've never listened to a Cam Haynes episode, and I just felt like it was a decent talk. I don't know. Like, I don't give a shit. I'll put it to you this way, Simon. I went in thinking I was going to absolutely despise every minute of this, and somehow when it was like three quarters of the way done, I looked down and was like, oh, I'm almost done this nightmare. You know what I mean? It was just maybe it's because I was pleasantly surprised. I told you, I'm telling you too, there's something about three episodes in a week. I'm just breezing through these in like a day now. So it's the new normal. Um, just help me out with my math here for a second. Sure. Potentially, let's say there was a 4.5. Yeah. And a 3.5. Yeah. And I rated this week a four. Did I rate this week a four? Uh-huh. So what does this episode need? What did you say? 3.5 and a 4.5? Correct. This is uh, a four. This would have to be a four. Well, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to explain to you uh, at the at the jump. I was like, unless you're giving Cam so... Haynes. Well, I, I love Cam Simon, Haynes. I'll put it to you this way. If you gave the other two episodes a five, you would still have to give Cam Haynes like a two for this to be a, a four a four week. Yeah, all right. So I got I got my rating wrong. But either way, this episode only gets a one and a half. Okay, fair enough. You're allowed to listen. You're not beholden to anything. No, I'm going to change my rating at the end. But that's fine. You're allowed to. That's what I'm saying. This is definitely this cannot get more than a one. My and a half. fear was we review it and review the exact same things they talked about the last time. Yeah, it's a one. Wow, it's gone lower. Okay. Kamar just talked me into a one. Talked him out of a point five. Oh, there you go. Sorry, Cam. Simon's clearly not a no, fan. Oh, Cam, great guy. I know we don't do Love this you, anymore. You're if I man. was rating you, I think you're a really solid dude. But Are you just pissed that he hasn't mentioned Bigfoot? Is that what you're really bummed about? Well, Ooh, I mean, why'd you bring that up? I never cab. even thought about it, Matt, but there's a great thing he could talk about. That like, would have Bigfoot doesn't game exist. Changer. Sure, talk about him not existing or existing or fighting bears or whatever, man. Anything is better than when they what they talked about. They talk, some of the fighting was good talk. Fighting? Yeah, they talked about fighting a lot. They talked about Colby Covington. Yeah, and again, like I... Which is it, crazy because he, he then ended up dusting Tyron Woodley. If we need to talk about fighting on the Joe Rogan show, I want it to be from like a Brendan Schaub. I don't need to hear it from Cam Haynes. Go on there and talk about what your, what your so specialty funny. is or have a lot of interesting things to say. Dude, 95 to 99% of Joe Rogan listeners would say the opposite of what you just said. What's that? They would rather hear anyone but Brandon Job come on and talk oh, yeah, about I MMA. I mean, but you know, you know what I'm saying. What saying. Or yeah, a, yeah. a Lex Friedman or somebody who has like, does he even do jujitsu um, campaigns? I don't think so. Maybe he does. Maybe I don't know what knows. I'm talking about. He kills you with the bow. He'll kill you with a bow. It's true. All right. Well, let's move on to Simon's wet dream or half of a wet dream. Who knows? Let's see how he, how he felt about it. I guess this was like your wet dream on TV. Wet dream on TV. Well, it was weird. It was like watching. It was like. I mean, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. No, and, I don't think it was and at Kamar all. And Kamar thought that I was going to hate it, but I really liked it. I just, it wasn't. Um, I don't know why you thought he'd hate it. It wasn't. It was Because know, there was no Graham. I wouldn't even consider it a Graham Hancock episode. No Graham he there. He shouldn't have even been there. It's a better podcast. I mean, he didn't ruin it, but he he didn't really have any use there as far as... Do you know his wife is uh, black? Graham Hancock? Yeah. Good for him. Fuck yeah. That's what all I could think. But um, yeah, I mean, it it definitely um, is a nice compliment to the whole ancient civilizations, lost civilization idea. I like it. To me, this is a more valid, like... 
use of your time. No disrespect to Graham Hancock. And just hear me out. What I mean is like, and I've always stood by this. I know you're going to argue it, and that's fine. I just don't like, if we find out that the pyramids are 5,000 years older than they are, to me, it's not like the biggest deal. If we find out they're 10,000, 15,000 years older than they are, even if we found out that those people were from an ancient civilization from before the Ice Age, I still don't think there's a lot of information to be held there that we can use moving forward, other than that knowledge. However, what this guy's trying to figure out it has a lot more use. Because what this guy's trying to figure out is actually still going on today. Like, if, if everyone in religion was duped by psychedelics and now we're not allowed to use them, that's a fucking... That's a pretty big thing as compared to just there were people that lived long, long ago. Correct? You disagree, obviously. I mean, I got to categorically disagree with you. Of course you, you but do. I, I, I just think there's tons of info to be gained by a potential civilization that existed a long time ago and might have been technological in a different way. And there but are Simon, what? forms of energy that could be really useful today. There um their grasp on consciousness uh the idea of life and death maybe we don't even understand maybe they they got it and we don't like who knows man yeah but simon without anything tangible Moke, what uh i'm willing to accept your thing like that's that's fine that's a possibility i just my point of view is that there are interesting or important things to be gained by that civilization i i don't know how you can just so categorically be like nah there isn't it's not nah, it's that, Simon, we haven't found, there's nothing, there's zero evidence. Even with all this LIDAR and shit, we're not digging up anything that we haven't already found. We're not testing anything. All this unknown energy that you're talking about, it's yet to be found. It's yeah. Graham Hancock has these theories. That's all they Lots are. Lots of people have theories, and we're going to get there, man. They're, it's just a really slow process at this point because the places where most of these ancient sites are, are on land that isn't necessarily um, free and open to anybody who wants to go and dig there, if you catch my drift. Like, the, a lot of it is in disputed lands. I, look, uh, you may be right, Matt. Maybe. Maybe I'm right. All I was saying was that this guy's fight actually has some serious use that we know of right now. You can tangibly sit there and say, this guy fighting against, like, religion duping us is actually something that he could fight against whereas grand Han all graham hancock and you have are theories well I, I fail to see the difference in what they're doing both of these people are talking about like a civilization that was doing stuff that is completely different than what we're doing right now and he's uncovering it what no I, this guy's talking about how psychedelics are most likely the reason behind religion that's what this guy was talking about the lawyer yeah, but he was also saying, look, if they had a whole civilization that was based around like psychedelic medicines and it opening up your mind, that's a totally different way to live. What do, okay, what are you arguing against? Because you, you, you're talking in circles now. Am I? Yeah. Well, the first point Kamar, you were. Am I? No. So what's his point then, Kamar? Simon's point? Yeah is about the psychedelics, which I sort of got of it, are how we've gone to here, besides just religion, like our progress as people. And we now have gotten away from it. And so it may be some way that we have to embrace um, psychedelics again, 
because without them, maybe we didn't get here. I don't think it was just religion. Like that's too. Well, I can um, totally see how psychedelics blend into religion, but I think this guy was talking about way more than that. Our civilization as we know it. Fine. Even if he's talking about psychedelics forming our civilization as we know it today, that's still, again, something that we can talk about that matters versus theories. That's all I'm saying is what this guy is talking about is more important because on the other hand, Graham Hancock is not making enough money. You know what I mean? If he had billions of dollars, he could, he has nothing new. He is where he is. He's selling his books. I'm sure he's comfortable, but he's not getting a a rogue bump that's getting millions and millions of dollars for research. So I feel he was handcuffed. Like I believe on this episode, he was selling his paper book, copy of his book. That's the second release. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm, what what does Graham Hancock's money have to do with anything? He's saying if For, he was to get more unlimited, out of Graham Hancock, he unlimited resources, he could find out more of the shit that you're trying to figure out. He's trying to strengthen. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated <laughs> for him. Like it's just like he's at a dead end. He has his theories, so they can only get him so much. He doesn't. You know what I mean? But I don't say theories with a. Qu- I'm saying, listen. He he has brought people out there that have said these like. Almost definitively, it is this old. So it's again. He I has, would love to see him riding in on a horse with a crystal skull, proving something. You know what I mean? But I just don't think he has enough funding to get this done, and it's frustrating. To so just back to Memorescu for a second, like to me, the way this fits in is that there was this lost civilization that existed. Um, they were probably including all of these psychedelics into their into their daily lives. And that history has been wiped out. So the use of psychedelics, along with this ancient civilization, they went hand in hand. They have been erased from history. When That's I was exactly this, what this guy was talking about. When I was listening to this, I was trying to imagine what a day in the life is. You know what I mean? You wake you up in the morning, you microdose, <laughs> you head but, out to the fields. Or not everyone is just building the Patheons or whatever. You, you know what I mean? Like the, the time span, it span... But there wasn't jobs, was there? Or paychecks or like... Just just that gets me off, thinking about ancient civilizations. Like completely different. What their future that they thought of was so... Um, pedestrian, you know what I mean? Compared to what we worry about. Whether it be nuclear proliferation or... They can understand climate change or resources running out or if they even knew if the world was round was it just different time well even then they were taking ergot so they were poisoning themselves well but mushrooms are also poison but yeah sure but i mean again you can sit there and argue that like they were doing a ton of ergot as well so you can sit there and say yeah mushrooms are also poison but you can do magic mushrooms in small doses every day you can't do a shitload of ergot all the time it's just for me whatever they're doing got us to here there isn't a and we've gotten away from everyone doing uh, psychedelics and i think they were spiking themselves a lot well he was saying that they use wine to mix all of their tinctures all of their medicines were mixed in with wine like i cannot imagine if everyone uh, 18 and above on the planet did mushrooms at the exact same time they, it wouldn't have a positive outcome imagine that just like ripped open a fucking dimensional portal whatever it's just too much brain uh, i think focus i think it could only be time. positive and uh, increase empathy in people 
But I think the idea was that they were mixing the ergot in with, like the, it was growing on the barley, right, from the beer. And then they were mixing it in with, um, like, once they figured out what it was. At first, it was fucking them up through the barley. Mm -hmm. And then when they were like, oh, shit, we see what's happening here. And then they were starting to mix that in with whatever their wine into their potions. And maybe you could do it every, <clears throat> excuse me, could do it every day like that, as opposed to, I agree, if you're just taking straight poison all the time, you're probably not. But even then, I don't do think, I, I also didn't get that they were doing it every day. That's not what I got from him. What I got from him was that, there were like celebrations where they would do it. That it wasn't like it just everyone fucking high on mushrooms all day, all the time, or high on fucking any of that shit. No, I think you're right. I think it was like um, they would go see the shaman when they had a problem. I think also with a lot of these cultures, it was probably a um, rite of passage. So as you were going into manhood or womanhood or whatever, maybe you have like your giant trip and they send you out into the desert or whatever oh speaking of trip that was interesting eh that guy um triptolamine mm -hmm. triptolamide he was uh the the dude that the greeks sent out after they figured out all the psychedelic drug stuff to but that's probably where the word trip came from dude like, i know that's, that's so probably cool. there. i was like joe's doing this backwards where joe well, was no, like joe isn't it, it weird the trip is like I was like, that's probably where it's from. But the, that the other two guys couldn't even, that was the first time they had like put that together. I was like, good work, Joe. Well, know? I mean, Brian doesn't do fucking anything, so. Still, you would think, um, what's his name? Hancock. Hancock, after all this time, you know? Like, I think Trip he's too busy pretty, fucking. Uh, anyways, that's a cool thing. I like when we find out. Um, Etym etymology. Yeah, tie-ins with the like uh, language and you can really see where things came from. Like what was another one they said today? In a, oh, uh, alcohol and well, algebra. Cersei was in there All too. those owl words. Yeah, they're alchemy, all Arabic. They all come from that Arabic yeah. root. That's cool, man. Alchemy yeah. and alcohol. That's There's a lineage family tree. But I wonder if it was for, like class-wise. You know, in the day of life, the slaves or whatever, were they doing it or they have their cheap supply of something? I think this was all more nobles, if that's the right word. They were doing the psychedelics. I don't know, though. I don't know either. I Like, maybe they were doing, that was like the classy stuff, and then the people on the street were doing more street versions. Who knows what the fuck was going on. But I think more of the population, percentage-wise, was doing it than, say, is now. Oh, I well, then is now, of well, course. It, the it percentage was, of people doing it now is... It was a hundred part... A hundred part. It was part of their life, you know what I mean? So whether it was a daily thing or a special occasion thing, we don't all fucking do mushrooms on Thanksgiving. We where, should, though. No, I'm saying, but they probably did, you know? The Harvest Festival probably included ergot. And not like a hero's dose. Even what, if it's microdose. What do you mean? Well, not like th three and a half grams, so you're fucking running through the woods naked. Like, I think everyone should do, when I say everyone should do mushrooms, I don't mean oh, you're copious just, amounts. Gotcha, gotcha. Like up to a gram, maybe. No, nine grams. No, I'm kidding. No, that, that, that would be negative. I think if everyone did a half a gram of mushrooms on the same day, Is might better reboot this thing. Sorry. Isn't it interesting when they were talking about Soma? Because uh, Soma is, you know, in um, like Indian old Sanskrit, they talk about Soma, it was like some sort of drug, but they didn't, nobody knows what it was. And they were saying that it's, uh, Soma is a god, but it's also the juice that is squeezed from a god. It's like god it's juice. Deep. 
I knew you'd get there. I thought it was weird when he was translating Sanskrit. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was like, Jesus Christ, Dude, that buddy. Was, that was crazy. I, I think he rode Jamie a little hard in the, the episode, but he put up the Sanskrit on the screen and then he read it. I was like, okay. Like, you mispronounced. Like, I had no idea what yeah, he was saying yeah. or whatever. Sort of humble brag, bud. You know, it was a crazy, stupid story that NFL anecdote that he told about the uh, player who wanted to use cannabis to get off of opioids, which he was addicted to, and they wouldn't let him make the switch. Like, it's legal to do the opioids, which are way more dangerous for you in the NFL, but you can't smoke. It's so backwards. <laughs> like You should hear that Pat McAfee talks at length on his show about um, the testing policies. Because he got, he was on like the flag list because he got, he, I guess, pissed hot once. He was a player? Yeah, he was a punter. He, uh, oh boy. He said he was like, they will, apparently he was in like a motel in North Carolina and he got a phone call at 3 a.m. from the NFL that the testers were going to be at his motel in like 35 minutes and to be ready to piss. And he was like, I'm, I'm literally in buttfuck nowhere in North Carolina and the NFL has tracked me down and is sending someone to test my piss. Oh, it wasn't even like during game time? No, I think it was off season. Even if it is, who gives a fuck? It's insane. It cost Ricky Williams like $40 million. Yeah, he was, was the one who was ended nuts. up with the Argos, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. It is, yeah. Obscene. It's insane. Just again, we're getting away from natural drugs, but we're now uh, promoting the uh, synthetic pharmaceuticals. What's really funny is that they... For 10 years, we're like, no such thing as CT, no such thing as CT, no such thing. And then for two years, we're like, okay, there might be a thing called CT, but it doesn't do anything and there's no proof. And now they're like, okay, there might be CT. We might have to pay a few people, but you still can't smoke weed. It's just like cigarettes. It's true. What, what do you mean it's just like cigarettes? Well, three out of four doctors recommend Pall Mall like 60 years ago. Yeah. Um, so they were talking about the Anita muscaria mushroom. And how, you know, Joe keeps saying it's, I've tried it, it's not very potent. It kind of seems like it's for sure missing a component, right? Like the same way. The um, component ayahuasca. it's missing is the urine of a shaman. That is correct. A urine of a shaman or the urine of a reindeer. It has to pass through a reindeer or pass through a shaman. Now, then they were talking about the Christmas connection and none of them could put together the reindeer mushroom Urine I think Joe's connection. talked about it a million times. He has, Matt, but he's never... I'm telling you, he makes the connection with um, a whole bunch of other stuff, but not with the fact that those mushrooms can go through a reindeer to get you fucking high. Like, and then we a, got Santa Claus. That's a real ayahuasca-type scenario, you know? Like, how the fuck... How the fuck? First of all, why were they drinking the reindeer urine in the first place where they would know that they were going to get high from it They're for cold. the first time. You They're know? cold probably. And reindeer urine is warm. Most urine's warm. Do you pee cold ever? Yeah. But why would you drink? I, I don't know. That's a weird one. Why would, would you, you drink be, the warm? Urine? Would you be likely more likely to drink the warm urine of something else or your own? I mean, now something it's, else. It's a golden shower. Okay, well, there, yeah, you go. yeah, there you go. Well, wouldn't you? I was just, that's the, that was the debate I was having like in my if head. I, if I said to you, you have to eat cum. Mm-hmm. Would you eat your own cum or someone else's cum? Uh, my own. Your yeah. own cum. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Well, then you would drink your own piss. Like, what's the difference? Uh, well, Over a big animal difference. piss? Is there? Yeah. Would you eat your own shit or someone else's shit? Mm. 
Wow, that's a tough thing. I, See, I, I'd eat my I, own shit. I like put myself against the gun. I was just gonna say, I might lean, lean into, into the, the gun, gun on that no. one. Yeah, but again, if you had to, it's not even a lean into the gun thing. There's I, no gun in the room. I know it's what I just ate. two plates of shit. Just two plates of shit. <laughs> Mine and yours. I eat my own shit all the time, so yeah, you're gross. I showed you that hoarders thing. Yeah, shit that was lady. fucking repulsive. But that is a great moment when she like legitimately doesn't understand that it could be her shit that is making the smell. Oh, it's insane. I thought it was the mildew. You mean it's not the mildew? They're yeah. like, no, I mean, it's it, definitely yeah, the feces. It's the mildew that's growing on the feces. Oh, when the guy's like whispering, he's like, there's discarded tampons everywhere. That's when I was like, I would be out. There's a limit to my hoarder shit. Um, I wonder though if Christmas, like, so Joe is makes that connection. And I think I can get behind that connection a little bit. Christmas seems like a pretty fucking um, trippy holiday when you really kind of step back and look at the, just the optics of it, you know, Mm -hmm. got this fat man flying around. Well, no, the fat guy thing, that's uh, that's Coca-Cola. The idea of St. Nicholas and like Santa Claus, that was a thing, but, Okay, sure. For, well, I'm, well, I'm just saying. Forget. Yeah, but I, I get what you're with. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. A toy maker a in the North Pole that comes once a year and comes down the chimney. Yeah, yeah. I'm with elves. You. The whole thing. It's very fucking like uh, Hans Christian Andersen. You For know? sure. Um, so that's how it used to be. Would have been like a real kind of mushroomy vibe, you know? <laughs> it was probably a whole different type of holiday. And they've made that, they've taken something that maybe was really like useful and transformed it into what it is today. And it doesn't really, like it doesn't take long to change the narrative, you know, a couple of generations. I mean, I would argue with you that it probably didn't have a big meaning back then, that it was probably just a fucking wild mushroom trip that like was one of the wilder ones that kept getting passed down, like. Bill had this trip where he saw this guy and then, I don't know. I'm just saying that seems... As as opposed to it being like a festival where they celebrated mushrooms? Where they went around drinking deer piss? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. So they... Look, we know that... Well, we don't know anything. That's my point. But there are um, existing tribes or um, groups that are still doing some pretty crazy uh, things that their ancestors did. Uh, I'm yeah. thinking of like Native Americans and Canadians and some of their why rituals. he had he had an example the uh, the guys in the uh, the Hindu Kush region that oh yeah perfect. So we know that they're copying that from yeah yeah of course the ancients yeah. right and so then drinking the goats the blood. same thing of this is true and. Yeah, I'm just, it's a weird, I mean, listen, there's no way you can do the thought process because we grew up when we did and we live how we live, but it's tough living how we live to think that like, we'd probably be better off going back to drinking uh, reindeer piss. Maybe it's not that extreme, but we'd be, we're good to go back to something. Listen, psychedelics should be legal. I I mean, we've argued this ad nauseum on this fucking And again, maybe the reindeer piss was like, they had to do reindeer piss now because whatever plant they needed to make the mushrooms mix with is non-existent in the area anymore. But maybe 
10,000 years before that it was plentiful, right? Like we know that the landscape changes so much. It's no different than ma years. magic mushrooms going cow shit. The real difference, it's Simon. a little different. <laughs> the real, they did it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the real thing is this is, I'll go with you with this. Let's say that if, let's say that drinking the reindeer piss was influential in like, I don't know, some sort of cultural thing. If we had kept it going, we would now be at the point where some big company would have figured out a way to filter out all the shitty stuff from the piss and just give you like some clear reindeer piss liquid that still has the mushroom. You know what I mean? So that everyone can get the benefits just because that's how technology works. Like there's yeah, except like milk. it's illegal, so they can't do that. I agree. If it was legal, no, but we'd, I'm not even be, we'd the... all be drinking rain, sure, reindeer that's what piss I'm saying. Coke yes. right now. Like and it would both. be getting us high and we'd be fucking all super happy. I mean, I'm high and happy right now. Yeah, but you could be higher and happier. Well, you could always be both of those things. Let me tell you that. Is that it, Simon? There's no, no way that's no, it. No, I was going to no, say, I, you must have 65 I got, pages I got there. So many pages. There must be 10 drawings I'm of just, dicks on I'm each just page. Just trying to, uh, to see what we got going on here. Simon just has super bad penis drawings all over each one of those <laughs> with Graham Hancock's name. Um,. So yeah, they used to use the wine to mix everything, which is interesting when you think back now religiously how the wine plays into Christianity, right? Like they're drinking wine all the time in their church ceremonies. And I know they poo-pooed what Joe was saying about the um, sage walking down the aisles, mm -hmm. spraying the sage. But he did agree that those baton things that they... Did, did you watch this one? Yeah. So when they pulled up that picture of the, um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I know where the guy was like drunk in the, that's something that the they carving. would hold over people and then it would smoke it out. Right. Like kind of like the sage smudging, smudging. And he was saying it was cannabis. And again, maybe it was, you know what I mean? And that would be super rad too. They were just trying to calm everybody down for their, Services, weirdo ceremony trip as to the opposed moon. to tripping everyone out but i mean maybe I don't know, who knows man maybe cannabis was different back then or from that part of the was world was there or, even days of the week back then well a pope invented the modern day calendar well sorry what the does Gregorian? that mean there were days well the, we think like we can't do mushrooms we've got to work tomorrow or tomorrow's wednesday i can't oh, do no, mushrooms i don't think it worked it, like it, that exactly it's just it's it, it's hard to grasp yeah, if you're the going conditions back, when they're doing it. Going well, back 10,000 years, there was no calendar. There remember, were no days. too, if we're talking about, like, uh, if they were going out on hunting parties and they were taking mushrooms before they went out on hunting parties, like, you were literally taking mushrooms to go to work. No motor vehicles. What fucks me up is, like, they weren't <laughs> eating a lot. What, what, what are you driving at, sir? We can all trip out if you had to drive cars or whatever. If we had to operate. Well, they still had to ride their horses or yeah, whatever. Okay, well, that's pretty easy. This is going to be our next feat of strength, horse ride. <laughs> Equestrian. Uh, have you ever I'm, ridden a horse? Yes. Do you consider yourself a good horseback rider? No. I even jumped on a horse bareback. Wow. Like and, you were naked? No, no. Yes. <laughs> it was naked. No, but... Uh, it was naked. I just tried to ride it. Like, no... Uh, wow, you're a bold man. So no, it was dangerous. You're yeah, no you shit. You're lucky you didn't get hoofed in the fucking face. It threw me off, yeah. Learned the hard way. It did throw you off. Of course it did. The horses don't like it when you just jump on their yeah. back. And Kamara's not light. I was light back then. 
How old were you when you did this stupid maneuver? 20, 21. Did you grab it by the fucking... I didn't have time. You're supposed to grab it by like the hair or whatever. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to do a lot of things. I did not. I just thought I was... I just yeah. like walked up on the fence beside it and just... Oh, my God. You're a maniac. Yeah, well. Could have been worse. Yeah. You could have a hoof. I was going to say, you could have a fucking... An eye that doesn't work. My only criticism with this young fellow is he spent 12 years writing this book. It's ruined his marriage. And he hasn't tried the mushrooms. I mean, Graham and Joe were pushing him hard, but you think at some point it would have just nibbled something like it. I like Joe's cheeky wink at the camera where he was like, I could hook you up. Oh, no, I can't hook you up. We're in Texas. Things are a little bit dicey here in Texas. And then kind of like winked at the camera. But after this much research, I think you would have tried something. That reminds me, has anyone smoked a joint in studio yet since they've moved to Texas? I think Joe has. I think him and Adam, Adam Curry, Curry did. I believe they did. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. They might have been cigars, though. No, I think they did. Well, they're in the Austin city limits where it's legal, right? And Mike wasn't smoking anymore. No more Mike Tyson box. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Joe's there and Mike Tyson walks up and goes, Do you came to refill the box? Fuck the fucking box. I just want a fucking box. Mike Tyson is Mike over Tyson the weed showed right up, now. Right. And I bet Fuck Joe the was box. like, all I want to do is box. Did you bring me a box? No, I didn't. I brought you a lot of angry emotions. Let me punch them in the face <laughs> or in the nuts. Um, so Graham Hancock was talking about, they find all sorts of uh, hieroglyphics about uh, going back, you know, 10, 20, 40, 100,000 years, maybe. Um, <laughs> That's a pretty big maybe. Of... Like mutant animals, half man, half, you know, horses, half, whatever. That was just happening a lot. And his contention is all these cultures were doing these psychedelic drugs and on DMT and things like that, you were seeing these. I guess that's a thing. I don't know. Did you see half uh, men, half animals? No, but what did he call the, um, he called some of the being something. I can't remember the, because he, for ayahuasca, for him, he described it as a goddess. It's a she. It's yeah. always a she. Yeah. But uh, the Australian. DM it's always a she. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the barbie and let's do some um, connectors. I forget what he called them, but whatever they are in the DMT, I remember them. Mm -hmm. What do you remember? The connectors. Some sort of being or voice or something, just saying basics of life and like that was the time that you were allowed in. Yes. Yes, the one time I was allowed. One time you were allowed through those gates. Actually, someone on TikTok put on these uh, things that look exactly like it happens. It almost sounds. What do you mean, put on these things? Like you can, it says this is what it's like doing oh, DMT and you're looking at a waterfall and then all of a sudden it crackles, makes this weird sound and turns all these crazy shapes. But it's just sort of like um, animated representation is not actually happening, but it's very similar. I wish I remember what he called them. I don't think we're far at all. I don't Simon's think it, in one right yeah, now. Ron Paul over here. I don't think we're far at all from need getting to go to like a real safe setting to do some of this. I bet if you did research, there's some place in Ottawa you could yeah, do Yeah, I bet there is. I like how he air-quoted research. Well, no, he's no. the big researcher. Yeah, I know. It's just like... <laughs> Maybe if you did some research. But I, <laughs> Mocha. He's acting like it's this journey he has to go on, but it's probably a phone call and somebody knows. It's no, no, really it's much a easier. journey. The way these things work out, Kamar, is it'll all come organically. 
What else you got, Sai? Uh, what else do I have, Matt? Um, oh, so back to, this was the point I was driving at with the half man, half monster. You see, even Graham Hancock, and I maybe you'll be able to appreciate this about him, is he, that's where he stops. Like, he has some pretty grandiose ideas. He believes that maybe people could move things with their mind, but he is not willing to go any farther than the things that they drew on these walls were monsters, and these monsters came from psychedelic realms. I will take it one step further than that. The people who were drawing those oh, things will were simply drawing the things they saw outside their front doors. They still did psychedelics. That's not just one step further. That's a lot of steps further. That's a couple of steps further. It's a big step further. Yes. All I'm saying is, Mocha. Do you know what? I sleep at night knowing that if you met Graham Hancock, if you had your pod, if you're, if you had your own podcast and became wildly popular and you sat down with him, or even if you just like sat like a New York to London long flight is that I think even after the flight, he would look at you and be like, I appreciate, um, all your support by you're a bit much you, <laughs> as I've said before, I'll say it again. Graham Hancock is waiting by the phone for you to call. I'm telling you. He has no, more Matt, than enough time Matt doesn't to meet even you think once. Can be friends. Oh, no. After the interaction, everything may change. But I, <laughs> something tells me he's got time on his hands. I would... Um, he's waiting with bated breath, Simon. Preface all of that by saying with Graham that... Well, at first I'd explain my mocha stance. Mocha. And then anything... Thank you, Kamara. Anything is possible. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm more than willing to listen to all of his ideas. I find them fascinating. I find them brilliant. I know. And yet, there could be another explanation. Sorry, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> he needs more money. That's all I have to say. Um, let's see what else I got about Mamorescu, though, because there were a couple of other interesting things. Um, that bowl they found that Joe couldn't get enough of, you know, the or the cup, the double cup thing. But that would make sense if you were taking things that could not be mixed together until the time was right, you know? Yeah, the only problem was I looked at, the more I looked at those bowls, I was like, that doesn't... Okay, so let's let's just do this real quick. We have one bowl here, right? And then on top of it are three fixed bowls, right? Okay. Now, each one of those bowls has an ingredient in it. So let's say they're liquid. How do I get all three of those into the middle without spilling? Yeah, it wouldn't work with liquid. A little spoon. It would, it would have to be. A little ladle. I was thinking that all the liquid so it could be like was in the main and, bowl, okay, sure. and then that was just to separate your And there might be an order that like, you put one on, and then it bubbles up. you got to wait for it to bubble up, and then you put another one on, and sort of whatever. I don't know. D-bubbles, and then the third one bubbles it again. No, my imagination is well deep in this. What story. I love is the thought of some like some dude fifteen thousand years ago, just so bored, who's like, I don't know, maybe I'll just add three more bowls to the top of this bowl, you <laughs> know what I mean? and like, and now we're sitting here like, but what could it mean? Yeah, like, it maybe. could, you know, it's, it could, it could absolutely. I'm be sure that. people died, and it wasn't all happy go lucky. I do like that. Um, one of my favorite things is when. They find something somewhere that has no barrier or no business being there. Uh, uh, those kind of mysteries to me are just whatever. Especially if it's heavy. 
especially if it's heavy. Yeah, like a giant stone or something. Sure. But no, even when they find like a dish and they're like, whoa, this is Greek and we're in Spain and this shouldn't be here. And right, like that's how they found this whole fucking drug uh, yeah. temple. And it was inside the person's house. Like this wasn't at like a church or something. So everybody's house, like instead of having a yoga studio, you would have a drug studio where you would go and you would fucking mix your fucking elixirs or whatever the fuck and trip out. Like, it's just like Baltimore. I was going to say, I know some people that have that actually. Yeah, probably not quite the same. No, but, but um, close. Close, yeah. And when you think about yoga, I mean, it gets people off. I mean, I use it for stretching, but some people use it for the fuzzy feeling, you know? You do this? <laughs> oh, I did. The, the fuzzy feeling. I don't know. Whatever. The fuzzy feeling. I meant it was like a, a reverse air quote. Okay. Kind of like that. The fuzzy the feeling. The fuzzy feeling. Um, anyways, you get my drift, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, they found all that Greek stuff in Spain and that. That goes to that whole triptolamine or whatever his name was. Tripto. Again, we're, we're, I feel like we're glossing. Triptolamus. I feel like we're really glossing over the fact that Graham Hancock finished by saying that, like, they, it was really religion covering all this up. Right? Like, that's, we haven't mentioned that once, really. But he was also saying we have to tear society down and the world. Like, you just go on with these anarchist almost rants. Yeah, but I would. Sorry, I'm with you 100%. Religion covered all of this up. The religion, yeah, because religion those was people worried. were in charge. Well, because religion was started through psychedelics, and then they were worried that, like, if that got out, people would realize, oh, this whole thing's a sham, and it's just based on the fucking drugs. And we have all this power, and yes. we're not giving it up. That's what I'm saying. This say, is yeah. what this is all about, man. Like, yeah, I'm with you there. There, those were. Sorry, the we just hadn't really brought that up yet, were, and it felt to me, again, you, to me, that was the big underlying thing. I know you. That's what I took from this. Mm -hmm. That was the big one I took from this. You Well, I just think that that's like that's the same reason why uh the Egyptologists are not telling you what really happened there, you know? That I'm sure that's all tied into religion somehow. I feel like some of them it's just their livelihood. Maybe. Maybe it's a mix of those things. Maybe they're being paid by the church. Maybe, Maybe. I feel knows? like it was more like when Graham Hancock at the end was like I have to give Michael Shermer credit. You know what I mean? Like he I think Graham Hancock realizes that there's so many people that are just so invested in the fact that if you've spent 15 years saying this is it definitively, it's tough to then just be like, well, I was wrong, but let's move on. And I'm still a PhD. Like it's very tough because think about it. Then no one's going to give you credibility. That's why this is so important. No, I think people actually give you credibility when you're able to say. I think some people, but I think a lot of people at that point will be like, for, will forever be like, but weren't you wrong about that thing? Mm -hmm. I, I, Simon, listen, I'm with you. I think it's it's probably 50-50 split down the middle. I, I think. I mean, the way science and we know that history and archaeology usually isn't a science, but the way it should be working is that. Yes, you think you're always wrong and you want someone to prove you wrong. Yeah. And if they prove you wrong, that's great. That yeah. should open up to be, yeah. new I'm, doors you. for you to explore, yeah. you know? Like, it should all be about the mysteries. That's what you're trying to do. And people get bogged down in the, well, I have to protect my job and all of this shit. But I agree. And I'm sure there are way more complicated reasons why that happens that I'm not taking into account. But at the bottom of it, it should be, or at the base of it, rather, it should be because... You want to solve mysteries, and if you're not doing that, then you should really look at kind of the status quo of what's going on. Keep your eyes open, everybody.
out there. Namaste. What um, else do you have there? Oh, I have so much. I'll have to pick. Yeah, really you're going to have to Cole's part. notes yeah. that shit. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Joe was wearing a Tesla t-shirt. Yep, 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 Okay, how about... So those vases that they found that they were making the mixtures in and then the people on them, did did you watch it? Yeah, so you could see that they were like making mixtures and stuff and those were things that didn't at all belong in that time frame, right? That's the thing. I'm not an expert in any of this. So but, anything you tell me... like, But so that Triptolemide or Triptolemus or whatever his name was, he was the... He was out there spreading the word. They said it was spreading the word of religion, but really what he was out there doing was spreading the world word of psychedelic mushrooms and whatever the fuck, things to open your mind. And people were either following him out there or he was getting there and starting these new sects, right? And that's why they're finding all this evidence of like Greek... What, 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 what do you want me to do? Disagree with you? No, no, I, I don't want you to disagree with me. All right, well, I mean, it's... it's uh, Simon's so angry he's not getting three hours on this. No, no, it's there fine. There just wasn't a lot of Graham Hancock. The guy shouldn't done mushrooms, at least. I find that, like, um, like Oak Island. Did you Do you guys know anything about Oak Island? No. Nope. You know that it was a television show? Mystery of Oak Island. If you say so. No. Nope. Okay, well, I know nothing about this. There clearly. is a really okay. I I thought you would have at least known about the television show. It made like you know it's a Canadian island. It was. Uh, Are there oak trees on the island? Uh, probably. Um, You're telling us very fragmented. Is this a U.S. Uh, television show? A Canadian television show? I think it might be a U.S. Is it a documentary show. No, it was like a, it it's went like a on drama? for seven seasons. It's a reality show where they're following these guys around. These two brothers who have decided to pick up the mantle of the Oak Island um, mystery. Okay. The Oak Island mystery is that there's like all this lore about there being a treasure buried on Oak Island, and what. There are different theories about it, but some people think that um, Spanish ships had come up and they were, because Halifax, I guess, was along like a trade route at some point and they had to escape maybe another ship or something. They stopped and they buried their treasure, but some people think it's much older than that. Anyways, um, there's been treasure hunters over the years, these older people like since the 40s or even before that, I guess. And they've been digging down trying to, there's what they call the money pit, which is where they think the treasure is buried. And they've been trying to dig down there, but every time they get like a certain length down, that something would collapse because there were booby traps built in. But the first guys who ever like dug down far enough got to like this platform and they found this stone that has no business being there engraved with something that tied into the legend so they now knew they were on the white tra- the right track that this shit was like something was going on anyways associated with it is a curse that a certain amount of people have to die before the treasure is revealed and blah 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 but a lot of people have died looking for this treasure anyway so these two guys they're these two brothers and they got like a grant from the Canadian government or whatever 
permission to dig there. And they brought, they were like the first guys who have now brought in the equipment that they need to actually do this. And they actually fun. not find this. No, treasure. but they, they haven't found the treasure, but they found all sorts of like things that don't belong there at all. Spanish galleons, um, uh, Spanish, you know, like coins, gold coins that have no business being there. It's kind of like how, um, the Vikings, they're finding Viking settlements all over, uh, Newfoundland. Yeah, all over the Maritimes, because obviously the Vikings got here a lot longer ago than they thought they did, you know? I always thought that was common knowledge. Is it? The Vikings in Newfoundland, yeah. Um, like before Christopher Columbus and shit Yeah, like that. way before. Yeah, I've always thought that was okay. common knowledge. They were a seafaring people who lived in like Iceland and Greenland. But and I think they rode across, and maybe it was closer, who knows? No, I think they sailed across. Because this goes back to that whole idea that nobody sailed across uh, the ocean until Columbus. Like, that's just clearly not the case. That's another... But even then, Yuval Harari says that they went to fucking... They they took boats from, like, uh, Indonesia to Australia, like, way the fuck back. Yeah, Totally. Uh, I my contention is that the Egyptians fucking at least then were doing it. Like we know they had these huge boats and they their contention, these old Egyptologists, is that they were just purely for going up and down the Nile. But you're talking about it. You know, I, I feel like I'm just repeating myself here. You're talking about a, a, a people who were so industrious and brilliant. Like we see what they were able to do. They were obviously able to build ships, but nobody was interested in seeing what was beyond the horizon. Like, that's crazy, man. Are they too busy tripping out? That's just silly talk. Especially if they were tripping out, they'd want to go out there. I worry about their clothing. Do they know it gets cold other places? Like, could they, they sail out someplace and just die? Like, Oh, that's very possible. Unprepared. It's very possible. Because I don't know if it's a temperate climate in... Egypt Not just that. All it takes is one bad storm, and you are fucked in an old boat. Wow, no matter how fucking huge, wood boats. And that's my point. But what do I know? Who knows? According to Simon, they were probably just floating over the water with their brains. Nah, no, but just maybe they were building nah. good boats. We know maybe, the Vikings yeah. built maybe, amazing yeah. boats that were obviously able to get a long ways away. But even then, my contention is still that for the Viking ships that did make it, there was probably five or six for every one that didn't. Totally. Just because of rough seas. Again, I, that's I am nature's not, stronger than anything we yep. are capable of. We, that's all I'm saying. We're on the same page. And like, there were a lot of people the same way they had a yeah, lot yeah. of people who well, needed to lift those blocks if that were the case. Listen, they life had expendable was, I was just going to say, you know? life was a lot cheaper back then. So, I mean, it's still pretty cheap, but... Um. Last thing before we move off of this guy, I guess, is um, spirits, elves and alien, elves and fairies and aliens. These are all just the same thing being talked about in different times. Angels as well. Sure. Throw that in there too. And demons. But I mean, that, that could make sense, you know? I find it interesting that, like, um, uh, do I? I was going to say that people have no problem with aliens, but fairies and elves is too far a stretch. But that only, it is. It is if you're, uh, 
No, fireflies. Well, a nuts and bolts alien guy, you know, like these aliens are coming from outer space in spaceships. They're not like us, but they're like us, meaning they have to fly here and blah, blah, blah. But if it's a dimension thing, if it really is, if we're wrong about the way consciousness works and we're wrong about like our idea of all of this, then elves, fairies, all of that, like it could just really be, it, it, don't look at them as elves and fairies. Just if it helps you look at them as all different types of aliens and call those aliens, whatever you want. And they're all using interdimensional travel or whatever connects them, you know? Who's going to argue with you? And again, we know that when things are written down, you lose something along the way. So why is it too much to think that we like lose from fairy to alien or from, like you said, angel to fairy, just depending on where you are and where you heard the story. Totally plausible. Totally plausible. I think so. I know you do. You know that the first time a uh, gray alien was ever like that prototypical, I think we've talked about this before, the prototypical gray alien, the first time everybody, anybody ever Coca-Cola. drew that? No, I think it was... Um, I got it. Family guy? No, I think it was Jack Parsons. No, 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 sorry. It was... And, it From, was uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That, uh, it was uh, Alistair Crowley. And he... Big Bang Theory? He had a... They said they opened up a portal by accident and that's what came through a gralian what he he didn't say it was an alien he just described it as this gray being creature that long long had, skinny body it had long head. some uh yeah i think they actually his thing had like a uh uniform on of some sort or whatever but it's interesting that that's the first time that that kind of comes into the lexicon in that um, form. Whereas before that, it might have been a spirit or some other thing they had drawn. A fairy. I mean, we've certainly been, they've certainly been writing about otherworldly type things for as long as we can go back and see they've been writing or drawing. Half people riding dragons. Or, or half man, half animal on the walls of caves, like an animal, a animal, hybrid creatures. And we're asserting they were just not able to abstract back then; they could only draw factual stuff. No, or they were all tripping out all the time, and this well, is what they came up with. That's what we learned. From or this maybe podcast. it could be both. Like maybe they were tripping out all the time, and there were really weird things out there. So, I mean, people had imaginations back then too. Certainly did. I'm just saying. And less yep. knowledge. But what does Graham Hancock always say? We are a people with amnesia. Really? I thought his catchphrase was, fuck them hoes, get that money. No, that's Bob Lazar. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, are we done then? Yeah, we're done. I'm sorry it wasn't everything you wanted it to be. Sorry. No, that's okay. But I really, if we take anything from this, and I think you are you were right with what you said in the first place, is that religion has hidden, Stifled. Has hidden this um, psychedelic history from us. And the fact that they want to hide anything from us should tell you that that thing is awesome. 
Because look at the things they've tried to hide or stifle from uh, people in the past. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. Man. You are the problem. Religion. Okay. <laughs> they are religion. I am the solution. Simon himself. No, I, am, <laughs> I, am I am the am solution. Nothing. No, you're just a champ. I am nothing. Um, all right. Well, we'll start with you, Simon, since this was your... Uh, you've been waiting for this for a month. I'm going to give this one a... You were way off, Kamar. I thought the guy was really good. Um, The Graham Hancock for me was the downfall in this because he either needs all of the stage or none of the stage. Mm -hmm. But Marescu did a great job. And not only that, it must have been hard for him with Graham Hancock and all the noises he was making and like the shuffling around of like an old English man in the background, you know? So... This was the guy that he called when he was on with Randall Carlson? No. No? Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Okay. Yeah. Graham Hancock wrote the foreword in this guy's book. No, I know, but I thought he also said that he called Brian at one point during that argument. Oh, maybe. I didn't think he called anybody, though. He was there... And then Shermer brought in his buddy. Maybe he did call somebody. Yeah, because you know. told me that then Graham Hancock got a guy on the Maybe phone. Someone did. called Maybe a lifeline. Did. Yeah, I mean, that was so ridiculous, that whole thing. But almost That's worth, the throwback you chose. Almost worth listening to. Oh, well, you will listen to yeah, it. That's great. amazing. I don't think that is the one I chose, Maddie. Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock? No, that episode is actually Randall Carlson, Graham Hancock, Shermer, okay. Okay. and that they, it's four people in the title. No, this is gotcha. just another one where they're... Just talking about uh, the idea of a breakaway civilization and uh, uh, proof of the Sphinx and things like that. I find all of that stuff, again, like they are purposely hiding that shit from you. And if they are hiding stuff about the Sphinx from you and the pyramids from you, that stuff is awesome. And we need to find out what it is and why they were hiding it. That That's the takeaway here. I don't know what it was, Matt, and I know you say that it wasn't gonna. It's probably something that wasn't important, but the fact that they want to keep it from you should be enough to make you want to say it really bad. All right. On that note, we it's are a four point five from yeah. Simon. Oh, there um, we go. Sorry, <laughs> I thought Kamar had rated it after that rant. Uh, this book took twelve years, has ruined the guy's marriage. I hope his appearance on uh, Rogan sells a lot of books and uh, makes it all right. Because it was super interesting. He's a little dorky. I think his Sanskrit was a little bit off. And um, <laughs> Graham Hancock has to get a, a funder or someone. I don't know, Warren Buffett, somebody to give him some money to do the research. Because he's sort of stuck in water. But it was good to see him. I would either, either or. I could hear Graham Hancock again or this guy. It just a bit of a detraction. That's why I give it a four. It could have been a five. I think it was just the guy. I'll give it a four. We have an agreement. I thought it was a good episode. No, I get it for now. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, Kamar and I have an agreement then. We have a side agreement. Side agreement. All right. On that note then, we will take a break. We'll pay some bills and we'll be back with the last one. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, Do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp 
will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, it's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, you can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, this is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, as well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, there's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, they may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, they offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, as you name it. That's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, the website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, they have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. Back in time. Back in time. And we're back. All right, last one. 1544. Actually? Yeah. Okay, 1544. Sometimes I do write it down, Matt. Timothy Dillon. Timothy J. Dillon. <laughs> Everyone's a J. No, he actually is a J. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just coincidentally. I do <laughs> like to add in the J's, but he's a J. Okay, interesting. I think he went off my whole Michael J. Fox was cool. J is a cool middle name. He chose his middle name. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Okay. Maybe cool. he's actually a J. I don't know. Ask That's him. Awesome. Ask him. So Kamar um, offered to take the some notes on this Well, one. I thought we said I did comedians. Yeah, not usually Tim Dillon. So I took a couple notes just in case, but it's all you, buddy. So it's... it's as long as I don't have to take notes, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah you don't have to do shit. It started off with <laughs> the uh, obligatory... You've got to do something about this COVID lockdown, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> yep. And then they got into a weird discussion about the CIA not being involved in podcasts and Joe being like, people think I have. And I mean, after everything we know, I'd be hard pressed to think the CIA hasn't at all noticed podcasts. I mean, I think they went around the whole circle, but it was sort of like. I mean, Simon would probably argue that the CIA started podcasts. Well, I mean, listen. I didn't think that at all, but when you look back, I'm just saying, forget it, forget. I, I mean, if you're a young CIA guy trying to make your druthers. If you're just a observer from the outside, if you're an alien looking from the outside and saying to yourself like, 
who started podcasting? Oh, this guy named uh, Adam Curry. Who was he? Oh, he was an MTV VJ first. Oh, that's interesting. What's his background story? Well, his whole family was in the CIA. Oh, that's weird. Okay, let's move on. But they just does he have, the does he have anything to do with winds winds of change? He was on that trip. He That's was what on. I said. That's why Sorry, I'm sure we forgot that part. Did he have anything to do with that winds of change documentary that changed everything for Simon? He did. Oh, no problem. Let's. Uh, there's no correlation there. I mean, listen. <laughs> I think they might have like, and maybe even unknowingly to him, like maybe they had just been helping. It wasn't even a like. So maybe red band CIA. Right. Maybe. Again, that be the perfect cover in the same way. Well, that would be a really good cover, Matt. That's a whole different thing. Let's just put that aside for one second. We're going to come back. We're going <laughs> to okay. come back to Brian. Okay, Redman. Sure. But with Adam Curry, it, it, you know, we had been discussing a couple of weeks ago. Um, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. My notes. Okay. Why are you laughing at him? It's the same as know, you having know, your clipboard. There's no difference. His thumb over the uh, the thing. It's weird. Anyways, um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we were saying, like, there are different ways this could all go down, right? It could be a situation where, let's just take a podcast, Joe Rogan, for example. Um, it could have gotten really popular and then the CIA moves in. To me, that's a harder one because they have to somehow convince him at that point. But... Fuck Island, right? Like, all you got to do is get him in a compromising. Because I'm not saying Joe is... Com- I'm just using him as an example here. The other alternative would be they got in right at the start and they made Joe into what he is and that's why he's gotten so big. Both of those things are valid. The other one is... With a guy like Adam Curry, let's say you know, his parents were involved, whatever. Maybe that helps him get into MTV because the CIA or whoever figures to themselves, like, this is a great way to get to the kids is through this, right? And we'll just keep this guy, we'll keep kind of pushing him forward, pushing him forward. We He doesn't even know that he's, like, working for us at all, you know? And then... I don't know. That's Adam a possi- Curry for the kids. That's a possibility. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here. It's getting I, harder and harder. I just think kids is probably a loose term because of the demographics. Like, was as young as you think? This is Joe Rogan, 18, 19, maybe. I think you get some 16 year old kids in there. I think you'd be surprised. That I doubt. I, I, I feel like they have their own podcast. Yeah. Maybe not that listen to the whole, but who are watching us clips on YouTube or whatever, you know? Like, I just look at it like this, possible. Simon. No matter how popular something was, when you were 18 or 19, would you have listened to a popular 53-year-old man's podcast? There's a good chance you wouldn't have. And that's And that's my only point is its popularity probably ropes a few of them in. Uh, you know, I think young people are pretty fucking woke nowadays too, and a lot of his... I find him offensive. That's where I was going, yeah. You know, I, I think maybe it's a bit much for the younger generation. That's not to say there aren't some. For sure, there are young people that listen to Joe. I just think it's the lowest demographic. I just think young people might have been the wrong, uh, you know. It really doesn't matter who you're swaying. Well, I just think it's ridiculous after everything we know to think the CIA is just oblivious to podcasts. It, 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 would, be in, <laughs> it would be insane. It would be like Kamar. That would be like imagining that they had nothing to do with, you know, writing hit songs. Hold on. Can I play Diablo Avocado? You said last week that the CIA has passed making their druthers. So maybe 
because they're so past making their druthers, there's no one there to be like, hey, this is a thing we could tap into. Well, only what do you mean? Only some CIA people will be past making their druthers. Like, there's always going to be the young. Oh, okay. Well, you just made it seem through. sorry. I didn't understand. No, that no, part that of was it. just in that um, analogy. I think you're referring to. I was talking about like an old CIA okay, agent. Okay, he's made his druthers. He's already made his Got druthers. You. Yeah, okay. in that he has a corner scene. office. Exactly, like Jim, um, whatever. Ridgeway. Yeah, his name's Jim for sure. Yeah, definitely Jim. <laughs> but he's just a star on the wall because none of them have names. Right. Yeah. Friday. No. No names. No names at all. What is wrong I'm with sorry. you? Sorry. Go ahead, come on. In any event, it was a weird conversation about the CIA not being involved in podcasts, but obviously they are in some some way. Well, uh, that's sorry. That's what I was going to say at the beginning. I would be very shocked, Kamar, if there weren't some podcasts out there that weren't just CIA made things. The Maybe si this one is. The same kind of way, and it doesn't even have to be CIA. It could be the Russians. It could be whoever is trying to do the exact same thing. Allah, um, not Allah. I meant Allah, like Allah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think you had to fucking... Not the God, Allah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you had to specify there, but go on. Um, Just because you have a beard. The example that I was trying to give was... Um, fuck, now I lost it because of that whole Allah thing. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Go on, Kamara, it'll come back to me. And then they went off on the obligatory, what, what a shitty place Twitter is, and Joe does read comments, which I just can't fail to believe but it's possible of course he reads comments get the fuck out of here but i want to imagine a dimension where joe isn't successful and it's like a fu manchu lives in a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> with three cats is just listens to that. some no he's just typing on vitriol on twitter all day like yeah. that which he despises and and puts down let me just say this he, he claims just like you said that he doesn't read comments yet will simultaneously in the same podcast be like Oh, people are complaining about the new set. I hate the new set. I hate the new set. Where'd you see that, Joe? Well, Jamie definitely reads comments. So. Someone reads the fucking comments over there. Get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's a million dollar business. Who You're not going to have someone checking up to see like what people are pissed about, what they're... Jamie's not. job is to read the comments. It's to read them, tell Joe what's Jamie's important, job. and I think somebody's doing it. Yeah, I think they probably somebody have... Somebody who's able to then tell Joe in a frank way, this is what the people are saying about you. Just made sense to me that that would be Jamie. Well, I think they have a social media manager. Sure. That's all. I don't think it's Jamie. I think he has a Perhaps. lot on his plate. Perhaps. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm right. But he reads other people's comments. Yeah. Well, listen, it's, 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 can it's, we, can we back up for one second though? Cause I know I remember what I was trying to back on the example. Up. I was trying to give you. So, um, we know from a previous, uh, discussion on Joe Rogan that there are Russian, organizations out there that are setting up full Facebook accounts with real people doing podcasts. We, they gave that example. I think, um, who was that woman who came on and was talking about the, uh, Russian troll farms there? Yeah. I forget her name. Deresta. Deresta. Yeah. Deresta I'm pretty yeah. sure that's all right. That was an example she gave us. So I think you're absolutely right. Kamar. I think the, not only the CIA though, we, they are doing it. But I think everybody's doing Hello, it. welcome to Super American Podcast. My name Matt Floyd. This is Kamar and that's Simon. We love a Donald Trump. He is a number one best American person ever, just like us. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> you will love it. Yeah, Super American number one podcast. 
Make America great again. I just feel like their tone was like, yeah, that would never happen. Like, yeah. it was so no, no. obvious. Meanwhile, one in every four podcasts are some sort of troll account, you know? And then... Uh, Fighter and the kid, for sure. Speaking of kids, they started talking about ch- child trafficking. Tim Dillon is a... He, he might have been one of the first guys years ago I heard talk about Jeffrey Epstein. And then they talked about Podesta and all the creepiness. And then they talked about Andrew Breitbart. Do you guys remember who he was? I think he's like the godfather of like conservative exposure because he he exposed Anthony Weiner. That was his well, big Anthony thing. Anthony Weiner exposed himself. <laughs> but I thought Anthony Weiner got exposed because of the WikiLeaks. No, it was Breitbart. Breitbart was the first leak the that a girl had been sent nudes who was underage. Right. Okay. Okay. WikiLeaks was mostly Simon like uh like deep military shit. Like uh what was the thing the woman went to jail for? Chelsea Manning? Yeah. The the video of like there was a video shooting of shooting the wedding or something. Yeah, of them of Apache helicopters shooting fucking rockets into like uh right but all of clinton's uh hillary clinton's uh emails were exposed yeah, yeah. and uh, there but was a lot a, of it was the anthony weiners there was a bunch of stuff with him really? okay, i don't remember it if there was, was my the, apologies holy shit hold on a second was um, he running for governor of new york or senator of new york well, he didn't he work for the clintons at one point his uh wife did okay anyways there was I don't know so much about the Wieners thing, but Podesta, he's the one with all the creepy pictures in his front hall, right? Of like the children with the bags over their heads and yeah. That fucking guy is weird. And I know I've said that on this podcast before, and I don't know why this is like. That guy is fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, that's just weird art to Bonified. have. It's it is. weird art to have. Yes. And there's way more stuff than that too. And again, this all comes back, unfortunately, to Pizzagate. That's where this all fucking loops back to. So right away, it's like they did a great job of discrediting something probably real that was going on that had nothing to do with some pizza place. You know what I mean? And... Crop circled it. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I man. know you are, but you just use crop circles. It's probably a shitty example, but. Well, to you it is, but to me it's like well. the perfect example because two guys admit to fucking doing crop circles and it makes all crop circles obsolete. That's crazy. No, aliens coming down and putting shapes in our crops. That's crazier than two guys in England doing it. I don't care if you don't like that. Um, it's answer. not like the Incan lines. Is that it? No, what? the uh, Nazca. That's it. Yeah. yeah, sorry. You know what I meant. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah you were so close. Those are different. They're neighbors. <laughs> close, yeah. 10 years ago, though, he was also talking about Hollywood. D- Tim Dillon. No, Andrew Breitbart. About uh, the pedophile ring in Hollywood. Or so just Bright- uh, the Harvey Weinstein. Breitbart of- was a, he had like a, a Huffington Post type of news outlet. Is that? Hold on, but Kamar, I mean, like the casting room couch thing was always like f- for 20 years, for as long as I've been alive, that's been something that people have been talking about. I just so, mean he was trying to expose it. Sure. Okay. I'm with you. But I, like to me, that exposure is less like than the Pizzagate thing, not Pizzagate, but of. But is that what he was talking about, Kamar? Or was he talking about there being like a, a pedophile a ring, ring a, in order to fulfill powerful people's base desires? Everything. Like I said, he was the one who broke Anthony Weiner. Just 
Every, every, he he was the the forefather of this. I'm I'm sure. And then he made Breitbart News, which if you heard of, right? But people refer to it as this crazy racist. Like it's more just more a strong conservative. Like if you want to see a racist website, go to the Daily Stormer. That's disturbing that that exists. Yeah, but you're also talking about what Bright, how Breitbart was started versus what it is now. Correct. Even though if you go to Breitbart, you you'll just see it's conservative. It's not like hate uh, journalism where it is like um portrayed by the left like if sure. you on breitbart is that was the first thing i saw when i went to see it. i was like this isn't that crazy miley annapolis was the um editor at one point it just that's kind of the point yeah but he doesn't write everything like they were saying yeah, but he has editorial power he well, had he's well, that's, gone. A, that's the point that's a huge problem for me well, it started with the right intentions by Andrew Breitbart, right. giving a bad name because he was a staunch conservative, but he grew up in California, was liberal, and just had a awakening moment that everything was corrupt. It was trying to expose it. And he's just like the first. Did like, he get murdered? Apparently died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. He, he Simon's face there. Hey, was- Kamar, did he hang himself from a doorknob? He did not. Mm. Interesting. Um, what I was going to say... His heart hung itself from a doorknob. So, to your point, Maddie, because uh, you were saying casting couch. So, like, a perfect example of that is, like, Weinstein. Weinstein? Yes. Yeah, Weinstein. Weinstein, yeah. Um, there's a guy who was obviously casting couching girls. Like, that's... Yeah, for his whole that career. That was his yeah. play. This is a guy who had appetites for very young ladies as well. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he was doing both things, meaning he was... Sure, maybe. Part of this uh, network, as well as using his power to cast and couch these girls. Like, I wonder, I, I don't know this for a fact, but was there a tie-in between Weinstein and Epstein, besides the fact that their names are so similar? But hold on, this is my question to you, is like, so let's say Harvey Weinstein is like, what, 70 now? So 30 years ago when he started the casting couch thing, let's assume it was 30. I'm just throwing out a number. I have no idea. But let's say it was 30 years ago when he was like 30, right? Okay. Or 40? Yep. See, it's like that Leo. Did you see the Leo graph someone posted of his dating trends? So Leo dates a girl when they're like 22. And then once they hit 25, he leaves them. Hit the and then it's 22 to 20. And he just keeps doing that. So you could argue that Leo has a thing for 22 to 25 year old girls, which right now is okay. But when he becomes 60, you know, you might start being like, hey, hey. Not Leo. It's, it's still gross, Maddie. Like 60 and 20, 70 and 20, that's gross. That's not what I'm talking about. Hold on, but what I'm, I'm talking about. You didn't let me finish, though. Oh, what I was just saying is like, so, and I'm not defending him, but what I'm saying is like, he was still using his power and being a dirtbag, but like, you could make the small argument that he was just in, he stayed into the same age group and just got older, as far as that's concerned, right? He was into actresses using his power. The Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the McConaughey I defense. I don't know this for a fact because I haven't done a lot of research on. I've uh, done none. A lot of research on uh, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. But I would imagine that he was not only did he abuse his power with the fucking young yeah. actresses, yeah. but I think because he's such a disgusting, gross looking, disgusting guy with a fucked up dick, we know that. Yep. That he. W- <coughs> Excuse me. He was probably... No, it was Epstein had the fucked up dick. No, so did Harvey okay, Weinstein. Sorry. Even more fucked up than the egg-shaped Well, I penis. imagine that He Weinstein's... had a whole fucking thing. I don't know if you remember that, but... Uh, Brothers in arms. Isn't it... Now that I think about it... Hold on. Let me get this thought out. Then we're coming sure. back to the Brothers in arms. Um, 
What the fuck was I saying? So Weinstein. You're talking about his dick, his ugly dick. No, no, no. I was talking about the fact that I think he was probably into like really young girls. Yeah, also. but then you said he's ugly and that has to be. That's what, that was the point you moved on no, to. No, no, yeah. But that's what I was trying to get to. Now we're going to come back to the brothers in arms because they're both Steens. Okay. Okay. Epstein, Weinstein. Mm-hmm. They both have fucked up dicks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's something there, man. There's some correlation. Do you think there. they started a club? We're looking for names that end in Stein and you have to have a fucked up dick and it's only them that showed up? That seems crazy. <laughs> But it doesn't seem so crazy to me that there's clubs of guys with fucked up dicks. And if they're power people with fucked up dicks, that would be like, um, listen, if you have a fucked up dick, I think you're just mad at the world. I can imagine that would be a big problem. Like imagine having a micro penis. Imagine having a micro penis. And And to any listener with a micro penis, God bless you. Or host. I just imagine, <laughs> I just imagine if you have a really fucked up dick, like, uh, I, I mean, egg shape, maybe that's not fucked up enough, but maybe his dick was really egg shaped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to the point that when you showed a girl, your egg shaped dick, they're like, I don't want anything to do with that weird egg. Yeah. It would make you enraged. You'd want to kill women. You'd want to. Only have women that weren't even aware that your dick was weird. And that's where the youth angle comes in. Like, Here's my problem with what you're saying, though. I think there's a lot of dudes with smaller fucked up dicks that aren't enraged at women and don't have like... Weird... When you're that rich and maybe, that powerful... Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not... You're right. And yeah. your dick is fucked up and you can't <laughs> like... You're talking about this. You should be able to just have all the pussy in the world, but instead you're like constantly having to like account for your fucked up dick. I don't know, man. I'm just, if you're rich, can't you fix your fucked up dick? Well, apparently not. Cause none of these guys fixed their dick, Maddie. And they all had tons of cash. Well, I mean, I don't know how you fix egg shaped plastic surgery. Just add a little bit on the sides of the top, a little bit on the sides of the bottom. I assume that if you have enough money, you can pretty much do anything except fix your dick. Apparently. Go on. Come I on. mean, as someone who's had surgery in that region. I thought you were going to say, as somebody who's tried to fix his dick. <laughs> I, I, I know there's a connection between Weinstein and the Clintons and Epstein and Clintons. So for them not to yeah, be like, aware then. Hold on. Let's see if Weinstein has ever been to Fuck Island. He was the leasee. Uh, <laughs> like I said, that connection alone the is, leaser, is, is, is chances are they had a connection. And then they um, they talked about how um, it's shitty that now when politics you just have to like have bombastic energy just to even compete, like, just to be part of the. Like this is now the new norm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And your, your policies could be incredible. Your way of doing business could be cre- incredible. You could be the most stand up guy, but if you can't get up there and be, but fucking, if you're boring and monotone, yeah. like, it's it's not good. And then they got into voter fraud, which is interesting about the mail and votes and the people seen with cars. What I was thinking is, and you probably know why this can't happen, is how everyone's, I feel like it's a new thing, but it feels like every election celebrities are doing, get out and vote. You got to vote. Like since I was a kid. Of course. I don't remember a year where it wasn't, yeah. If there was some sort of connection between UBI and voting. 
Like you can't get your universal basic income unless you vote at least once a year. And someone's going to tell me there's lots of people that can't vote or, but that's a good motivation. We get a thousand dollars a month to vote. It just makes sense. You know what I mean? You're getting it from the government. You got to participate in the political process. So that's just an um, idea on how they could uh, fix their dismal voting records. I, I have to mention, I was on the Reddit just to post the field goal challenge and I scrolled down quickly and I know it's one anecdote, whatever, but someone from Oregon wrote in. Did you happen to see that on the Reddit? No? Maybe. No. Jog my memory. Okay. Uh, a listener from Oregon wrote in and they were like, I'm from Oregon and we yes. have mail-in voting. Um, and they said, and here was the example they used. They said, it goes, it works fine here. It's great. And they said, I have to say, as an example, one time... Um, I called my wife and said, sign my ballot and send it in for me. Thinking like, no big deal, whatever, same household, yada, yada. And a week later, he got a thing back in the mail saying, we believe your vote uh, was a, was fraudulent. The signature doesn't match and your vote won't be counted and like got this warning in the mail. So their argument was the mail-in voting here works just fucking great. And the the, you know, the space for fraud is not that. Great. Why but again, that's one. I'm just saying it's one anecdotal example. That's I, it. I look at like the costs of getting caught doing voter fraud. And if both sides are doing voter fraud, then it sort of cancels itself out. So I, I, I think it might be a non-issue. Well, like, yeah, you make a good point. How many votes are you going to fucking put out fraudulently? And how do you know where to put them to? My argument to that would be, Maddie, and again, I'm a stupid asshole, but Places like Oregon, where they're already doing mail-in voting, they've had many years to get it right, and they probably have it pretty well oiled at this point. This would be like I understand, I get that we're we, we're doing this quickly and on the fly, and it's just there's going to be though is if you fucking have, holes in the dike. Just hear me out. There's always there's already holes in it, regardless. And if if you already know that there's places that do it and do it well, then you already have the in like you have the thing set up. You have a a, a guideline at least. I would agree to that if totally, if they said, look, it's too dangerous for us to go or sorry, us for them to go out and vote, then we'll find another way. But if it's not too dangerous, then just do it the way you've been doing it. Cause you're not opening the door for either side to, to say squawk about shit. That's it. I just voter fraud seems like way too much work for not a guaranteed result. Just where, where are you? I'm with Kamar. It's all smoke. It's smoke and mirrors. That's all voter fraud is. <laughs> I yeah, think I they will just, everybody will try whatever they can to get a leg up. So why make it any easier to do that? No, I, 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 I'm against voter fraud. I just don't think it's as feasible and like something you got to be worried about as some make it out to be that we could lose the election based on voter fraud. I'm telling you, if you look into the numbers of voter fraud, it is fucking minute like a hundred thousand ballots a million ballots like that's a lot of work uh then they went on to talk about hunter biden and joe saw no problem with uh hunter dating the wife it was weird right but i don't think he knew about him he getting the stripper pregnant he didn't know so. that well he did <laughs> but they didn't specify as a stripper and i think that would have tipped the cap and tim dill was trying to push him away but it's a little weird and uh they went from that into oh they mentioned candace owens and love her or hate her she's Made away, you know what I mean? Which just goes to show anyone who sticks at it can do it. She's big time now. It's got to be a big voice, like you were just talking about. And she, yeah, the la the squeak of the wheel. 
Um, oh, and she's very like attractive and she has a lot of things going for her, you know? Then they, then they talk. You don't think Candace Owens is attractive? I had no opinion one way or the other. You right. seem very on one side though. She's definitely not unattractive. Well, she's not like an ugly lady. Nope. I didn't say she was, but you, okay. Oh, now you're on the defensive. Well, no, I'm not. I just, I just thought you would be like, for sure. Yeah. She's super hot. Eh. Then they talked, Maybe, okay. Then they talked about how crazy it is that Chris Cuomo and Michael Cohen are best friends. I don't know if you guys heard the recording, but they're like super close. And wouldn't that mean they would have way more dirt on Trump? Because of how close they are? Well, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. It, it just, it just like, it seems like he's the, Michael Cohen is Trump's lawyer, CNN is Trump's enemy. Kamar, do you know how I look at it? I look at it like, uh, you know when you see two lawyers going at it in court? And you're like, oh, man, they're really fucking hammered out. They must hate each other. And then you see them sitting down at lunch together. Like, I think it's all just for show. I think they sit down at the same fucking table. It's exactly the coyote. Sorry, Matt, the coyote and the dog going to work in the morning. Hey, Joe. Hey, Bob. And then they clock in and one goes to work hunting the sheep and the other goes to work protecting the sheep. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I, but I personally feels like CNN got all that Stormy Daniel stuff out of him and then threw him under the bus. Do you think he Trump is so stupid that he would have Cohen be able, like, that he wouldn't know that they were best friends? Do you know what I mean? No, like, I think he tried to fucking fuck over Trump. I just don't think that he had that much on him. And I think CNN set him up as like, if I give you all the Stormy Daniels stuff, you guys will go to bat for me. And they're like, yeah, of course. Listen, I think, this is, and up going to I think this is what happens in politics a lot. I think people have dirt that they're like, this is the one. This is going to stick, whether it's Clinton's fucking cigar blowjob. And then they, they come out with it, and they're like, this is the fucking one. We got him. And then it doesn't get them. And you yeah. know what I mean? And then you're left sitting there with and your I dick in your hand. he was bummed, Michael Cohen. Yeah. And then the issue with um, like Kenneth Starr. whether Chris Cuomo can lift the weight. And as a good guinea, Joe Rander's defense is that anything's possible. And he mentioned a guy named Frank Subs. I think you should commission a cartoon of Frank Subs. I think I should commission? A I think I should commission. He just was this what, guy, Frank Subs. Looking? He had huge arms. He wants you to do a fucking iPad Frank Subs. I got it. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Get on it, Simon. He talked dreamily about Frank Subs, a, a real memory of his yeah. childhood. Five seven, both ways. <laughs> and that, do you guys think Tucker Carlson's the worst? Uh, I, I mean, not my favorite. The fact that he wore that bow tie alone for as long as he did. But he's he's not like the evil guy he's portrayed to be. I don't know enough about him. As far as news editorials, he seems like the most level-headed, whether he be right, which he is, or left. Like, um, I don't think he's level-headed. The one thing I'll say about him is at least he's... I, I don't even know this for a fact. Did he used to be uh, left and moved to the right? No, no he, he was, was on, on CNN Crossfire, crossfire he was but he was the right. right. And he's still on the right. Yes, yeah. he has never faltered now or he's on wavered. Fox. Like, my... Um, I'm really torn with this whole Tim Pool thing. Because I used to think Tim Pool was so kind of in the middle, and he seemed like... And now he's definitely not. And now he's definitely not. And on, on one part of me, I'm like, okay, so this was a guy who was in the middle, and he was pushed this way because that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Like level-headed people are being pushed and pushed and pushed further and further to the right. But And then I'm like... Or does he just see, like I said last week, that his bread is buttered better on the right than it is on the left, and this is a money thing? And like, 
I'm counting on you for the news. You know what I mean? And it, I can't do that anymore. He's totally compromised. The opinion gets in it, but it's, I mean, it's silly as for, for us to criticize or whatever, you know, American politics or policy, like he's there. So he sees something different. I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm just, I, I'm trying to, again, this is for my own well being. I was counting I'm with on Simon, this guy man. Money for, talks. For a, a it's, middle it's, and position. And it's interesting to watch the change in real time. Yeah. And, and is that change like purely organic, I guess is what I'm saying. Like he, he was actually pushed, meaning. I think it can be both. I, I think just think can, it's. I experience. think the money can help really push you. A little over. column A, a little column B. I wonder well, think which about one Let's, happens first, though. I think well, no, I think important. first you get angry and disheveled, and yeah. then you say something, and it gets a big uptick. Oh, I see. Yes. You know what yeah, I mean? And you're, you're absolutely like, absolutely right. And then you're like, wait a minute, I got this big uptick, and then you say something again, and it gets an uptick, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, fuck this. Like, yeah, these, this is my new personality. Yeah, you know what <laughs> and I mean. And he's been preaching go woke, go broke, so he might as well follow his own advice. <sighs> well, but he's like gone the other way, right? Like, what's the opposite of woke? Asleep and rich. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, he makes a lot of money. I, what are you going to stick to your principles and be broke? I don't know. No, I'm not saying. Oh, I'd that. listen for that person that said I'd sell out. Yeah, I'm 37. I'm ready to sell out in a heartbeat. I'm sure. Where do I sign? I'm sure there is a market for people like me in the middle who just want the news. You know what I mean? I'm sure there is. Guys, come on. There are a lot of people in this world. You know what I mean? As many people as there are on the right and the left, I truly believe there are as many people in that gray area in the middle. The question, Simon, is can you tell a story without a narrative that leans one way or the other? That's the real question. Uh, I really feel like he was doing it for a while. It's tough, Matt. I agree. It's one of the hardest things you can do, but... Let me ask you, though. If, it's the most important. Well, yeah, he went from vice to this, but I don't think he has a boss saying, you better think this. I think he's just... Oh, no, no. No, no, we're I not don't, saying He definitely he's a young doesn't guy. have a boss. And he's a young guy. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, we shouldn't even be talking about him. It's not important. Uh, then they talked about Best of Enemies with uh, William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal. They've talked, he's talked about it like every week. But well, nobody, like last week he brought it up too. Yeah. Sorry. But have you, you guys have seen it? I've, I've, I've seen clips of it. I don't remember much of it though. I remember the guy getting super agitated. That I remember. I've seen that clip yeah. where he says he's going to uh, punch him to the moon or something. He uses some weird word. Sock you in the face or it's some very old timey. Something he looks like he'd box yeah. like this. Yeah, something really old timey. But that was the birthplace of political argument being entertainment. There's nothing before that. So mm -hmm. it's good to see that's ground zero for what we now have is just madness. Round table So that arguments, isn't yeah. good is what you're saying. That was the birth of something horrible. It is what it is for better or for worse. But that that what there was a time that's AD, BC, whatever, before politics was could be entertainment. And it, yeah, it, obviously it's a bad thing. Even then though, to say like it's gone, it, it it's ebb and flow. Like for a long time, there was those long form discussions like that where it was two sides that could argue it out, duke it out, and then still shake each other's hand at the end. And then we got to the crossfire round table where it's like 20 minutes, 10 minutes. It's shorter and shorter and shorter to two talking heads that have two minutes each. Now there's podcasts where people have three hour discussions at length and I don't know. But what it was, it was the first television conference of yeah. the convention and they needed to fill time. So it was just dumb luck that fucked us over. I think they should, sorry, just before you move on, I think they should be careful to, um, I'll often hear them say, they, whoever say, oh, po podcasts, they're long form. That's different. There are plenty of short form podcasts too that don't do it the right way. I think what way. they mean is when you know? there's, I think what they mean is when there's discussions. Right. No, for no. For the most part. Yeah. 
those are usually long form podcasts. Yes. I just think I, I know that there are podcasts out there that are like not doing it the right way. It, sure. It, it's not all podcasts. Sure. You know? But I mean, it's, I think what they're saying is by and large, there are some good long form podcasts out there and there are also some fucking. Well, I also think it's that there is no limitation. Yes. You are not stuck to a format like television where you, you have a half hour block that you're given you fill that 22 minutes, the rest is ads. I mean, and then, I think you'd be surprised how some of these uh, podcast farms work. I think you are given like a block of time. Here's your half hour. Fine, but I'm saying is that's if you choose to yeah. go that route, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, go yeah. our route and just Absolutely. throw a, a grand at the wall and see if it sticks. Absolutely. I'm just saying, I think there are a lot of like, sure. they, they paint podcasting with this like brush, like they're all like the Joe Rogan podcast. You know, that's not the case. Some of them are really like... Um, heavily edited and yeah. uh you know they're more like a television show than they are like uh i think what they're saying podcast. though is that in tv you only have the one way and that's it whereas podcast there's there's still you know literally thousands of ways to do this yes that's the only difference go ahead come on what's your next point then there was buddy? a bright moment where uh, joe addressed the spotify situation yeah and it totally made sense to me um no matter what he hears, he's not going to call them. I'm going to like, oh, is everything all right, guys? No, he's going <laughs> to cash his check you know and I mean? keep doing he what he's doing. Whatever. People are mad or whatever, but I, unless someone said something to him and he's swearing, no one has said anything to me. Why am I going to go? But like I said, I've said this before. The higher ups at Spotify know that legally, without losing a shit ton of money, there's nothing they can do. It's just chatter. They have a licensing deal. They don't own any of his material. They have no... Well, these would be the things I would say, Kamara. I would say this, if I was Joe, I would have done two things. One, I would ask Spotify right away, where are all the episodes? Why didn't they all make it over into the switch? And when they told me it was a clerical error or no, whatever. No, they were corrupted. What do you mean they were corrupted? That's, what the, that's the story. That's the narrative. All the files were corrupted. So he can never get them back? Those episodes no, they're working on it. No, 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 they're okay. working on it. Although that's all I mean. I would get to the bottom of that right away. And I would just say to us, I'm getting to the bottom of it. I would say, this is happening. And this happened. And I will get to the bottom of it. The other thing I would say is, um, no, that's all I would say. But Hear me out again. I think, I think Joe is looking at it a multitude of ways. It, I think he's like... A, I have until December 31st. If you want those episodes, they're on iTunes. They're on YouTube. You can None of those episodes have been have disappeared. They're very much available out there. There's no urgency to expedite them to uh, Spotify. Yeah, and what I think Joe would also do is say, listen, if, if they're corrupted and can never be on Spotify, then those will stay on YouTube. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, he has the control, I believe, to do all that. Yeah, I, I just think you're missing my point a little. I, I agree with you. I, but what I'm saying is, I think he addressed enough. I don't, to me, the missing... This was the first time he addressed it. Yeah, but we don't know. This could have been recorded fucking three months ago. Huge problem. <laughs> like, it was well, recorded a long time ago. Sure, but this you see what I'm saying is problem. he could have, maybe this was as soon as, I think Joe is also a smart enough guy to realize that there's no such thing as bad press and that literally there is an article a day right now being written about his podcast. And whether you look at that as a negative or a, po a positive, it's always a net positive in the money. I've heard he has a specific amount of episodes he's allowed to keep on YouTube. Even yeah, it's 50. I heard it's like his top like 50 episodes or whatever. So yeah. that might be what's going on there. But like I said, I have a feeling that Spot and he made a great point too. They have a lot of meetings. They're a very progressive, open company. And they, and I mean, listen, do you expect that Spotify is just going to stifle its employees? They're going to hear out people's, you know, 
I have no problem with that. Yeah. And I'm sure, and again, let's think about it. Spotify hasn't said shit. Have as many meetings as you want. Have yeah. a million meetings if it makes you happy. You just don't fuck with the show. No, but I don't think they are. And I, Joe made a great point too. Listen. Remains to be seen. Listen, Necro music is on there. If you ever heard of Necro, there's way worse shit than Joe Rogan on fucking Spotify. You know who's on Spotify? Legion of Skanks. There you That's go. That's way worse than Joe Rogan. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird too, because like I saw I saw an article the other day, obviously from fucking Vice, that was like transphobic Joe Rogan. That's how it started. And I was like, what a weird way to start. Like, first of all, you're painting the article before like it's also when they're like UFC commentator Joe Rogan. I'm like, why can't he just be Joe Rogan? Why does it always have to Because everybody has to be qualified somehow? Clickbait, baby. Clickbait. Vice can suck my fucking dick. My weird Jeffrey Epstein. Weinstein dick. Well, with the uh, addressing the apology with Cam Haynes, addressing Spotify with Tim Dillon, I, I just felt there was a bit of closure and some some progress and some answers. That, some answers. Uh, then they talked about abortions because of the Supreme Court. Sorry, can I ask you real quick? Were you happy with the fact that he addressed some of it? Did you feel yeah. some closure? Of course. No, I, just, I know anything, Simon didn't. I thought him not saying anything was something, and saying something is better than anything, and it totally made sense to me. Like. Whatever I heard, if it was from Jamie, if I read the comments, if I heard that all this rumbling, I'm still not going to call up the coming. Like, is everything all right up there, guys? Should I change anything? Like, nah, maybe I would if I was an employee, but Joe Rogan is Because it partner. just dawned on me, too. You guys are talking about the three a week. Knowing that he went on vacation, maybe he recorded seven or eight in a week Well, and then released. You know what I mean? Before any of this, we knew he'd record two, three in a day and release them. There but I go. think three is the new norm. Oh, we'll, we'll find out. And then, uh, like I was saying, they talk about That's yeah. abortions. another thing. Sorry, just one thing. That's another thing is that having the vacation, the hunting in there, that might have fucked everything That's up. That's what I was saying. That at might the be offset. what all these uh, recordings are all about. I hope so, because this one, to me, it wasn't at all. That's what I meant to say. It wasn't, um, it didn't bug me. It, it bugged me that it was so far behind. It didn't bug me that. Um, they're pre-recorded. Like, I don't care about that, but it has to be within reason. Again, though, like, I'm with, I said that at the jump. I believe it had to do more with the hunting trip than anything. Well, I, I hope you're right, Maddie. And I also right. believe that there's something in the Spotify deal where they're like, we'd like you to release at least something every week, whether you're on vacation or not, bank too. You know what I mean? Because for Spotify, you'd probably want to keep those numbers up, keep that machine rolling. That makes sense too. Just from a numbers game. Sorry, Kamara, abortions. Then they talk about abortions, the which is always crazy when two guys are talking about abortions. And I think with the... Uh, I think Tim Dillon was way off. COVID and everything, I think the states should break up into states. Well, they are. But literally just absolve or something. Yeah, but that's the idea. I mean, Kamara, I, I get what you're saying. They should all become their own countries. But the idea of the United States is that each state is its own country living under one constitution that's well, kind of the idea but that the issue was if they overturn roe v wade it just doesn't mean all of a sudden you can't have an abortion it means it's going to go down the states but just seeing how states are opening some states are closing like what are they doing they're not a united states even then at though, this point listen even with roe v wade what did they say each state has to have at least one which means that like alabama for example they have one abortion clinic not easy to get to if you're on the other end of the state it's not easy to get to there's people picketing outside it all the time so like just because they have a law that says you have to be able to do it doesn't mean that in those states it's easy and i don't know there'd just be other consequences of uh, having a over conservative supreme court than that that's all i thought i will say this though we've had this discussion before the idea of having separate states where if you don't like how this state moved to that one it's great on paper 
But if you're poor, it doesn't work at all. So mobility is a challenge. Yeah. Keep going, Kamar. My apologies. Then he talked about Apple, who's our hero for, uh, I guess, their ad blocking or something. And their privacy on the phone, yeah. So, I mean, we're Apple for life after that. Well, like, I, Joe gave him a big, big up. I really think that, that if that's true and that's what they're doing, that should start a whole new standard across the board. Everybody should do that. We shouldn't even accept anything less than that. Or if you do, you should get a cut for having your data harvested. And that's where your whole thing comes in, right? Like, if everybody agrees you can no longer have this for free, then yeah, they got to give you a little something, something more than just, but then maybe they ask you to pay to be on the platform. I don't know. It gets a little sticky at that point. That'd be crazy if you pay to have them take your data. Do you guys watch The Social Dilemma? No, I haven't. You no. haven't watched it? Have you watched it? I, I did, yeah. Did you like the dramatization part? No, there was a lot. I think there. it could have been fine. Oh, with you just hate the, reenactments. There was a lot this I didn't serious. like about it, Kamar, and I, I, saw, I could totally see the preachiness of it, the preachiness of it, but yeah, there's I think, some important shit. In I there. think it may have helped communicate the point to younger people, maybe dramatizing like that. It, it, it was like a side story within... I think it could have been just fine with the talking heads. I made my son watch it and just kept looking at his phone. <laughs> like, Obviously. It's really, you know. It, he was watching it on his phone? No, no, he was watching it on the TV. But I'm just saying, like, we, it's one thing for me. Even I couldn't do it, but I at least have a fighting chance. You know, he, those kids. Could you slip him with 20 to concentrate for an hour and a half? I just think that that generation, <laughs> like they've grown up with these things, it's part of their world, yeah. and it's much easier for me to disconnect from it than it is for them to disconnect from it. It has the uh, the guy with the crazy dreads and the scraggly beard. You know that tech guy? Yeah, he's got to be worth like a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so creepy looking at those forty cats. <laughs> I wish they'd showed everyone's worth. Who's worth? All these people who are feeling bad about what they did or something like, but how much did you make? Because I'm sure they're all doing very well for themselves. What people are you referring to? All the, the computer programs, network. engineers, the sales guys that they were oh, interviewing. Oh, from the social network, yes. Yeah, they're all filthy rich, exactly. Exactly. But they're with their remorse. Uh, then they talked about climate change, obviously a problem that's been put to the side by COVID and uh, the fires and everything. What can we say about that? I found that funny. Joe's very funny where he's like, Climate change is real, and it's something we need to fix. And then California's like, we're setting up a plan where we'd like to do this in the next 15 years. And Joe's like, fix the fucking problems we have now. It's like, Joe, they're just saying that they'd like in the next 15 years to, like, I didn't see the big problem there. I get it. The education system's fucked. The homeless problem there's fucked. But government works on many levels. You realize this, Joe's right? Joe's just angry at fucking... He left. It's not your problem California. anymore, buddy. It's just like, excuse the pun, but there's too many fires to put out. But I love. No, you're that. right there. Yeah, that's in true. Kara. Every situation. I love that Joe left though, because at least like on that one, he can he put his money where his mouth is. He was like, "I don't like this. The only play I have, the only power I have here, is to say fuck you. Can't have my tax money anymore, and I'm out." I still stand by the fact that like you suckled off that teat and took advantage of the position there forever while it worked for you, and then the second you didn't like it, you didn't stick around and use your money well, to what help. What does that mean, suckle off the teat? Like they well, hold they on, like Hollywood, hold on, high taxes there. That's right? fine, but still, like the comedy store, which he talks about, is mecca, and he never would have been shit if he didn't make it there. And Hollywood and everything that's there made Joe Rogan who he is. And instead of staying and using his incredible wealth, to maybe try to fix it and help, he left. 
You could also look at it that way. Yes, you could. I'm not saying I look at it that way, but... I tend to look at it a little more like this. Even a guy like that who, Joe, who has like a modicum of power in the world, Mm -hmm. knows that it's so corrupt that he, there is no helping, you know, it's, it's a done, it's done. So he's out. But okay. So this is a weird argument coming from you because you are staunch. You have to pay your taxes. Yeah, well, he's paying his taxes somewhere. Okay. But still, but so you don't like where you're paying taxes. You're fine moving. Well, I mean, again, we've always said everybody has the right to move, right? Of course. I'm not saying he did. Listen, so, he could do what he wants. I'm just saying. Like you really think that you owe. But here's another example, Simon. So like high taxes, like we agree that they should tax the shit out of corporations. So you're fine with high taxes in that area. If I thought for a second that Joe was escaping California to escape the high taxes, I would definitely be with you on this argument. I really don't think that's the case. I think it was a big part of the move. I mean, maybe, uh, Matt, maybe you're right. I was going to say Joe. Maybe you're right. Um, Maybe you are right. Like maybe he got all that money and just didn't want to see it go to the government. Listen, I'll say this. I can't imagine making a hundred million and giving 50 million of it to the government. It seems heinous. But then the other side, I understand it. And I can still look at it and go, I have $50 million. Like, this is the problem. Is That's why we've never had any money. I think maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe Joe looked at it like, um, I have no problem giving this money to a government that I see is doing things properly. Like, that's all I can figure. And then, because he did, he paid taxes for a long time in yeah, LA. For sure, of course. And had no problem doing it. So... But that was always, but hold on. He must have been pushed to the limit or it's all about the money because he just got paid. You know. I mean, listen, I'm with you. He forever said, I have no problem paying taxes. I pay all all the taxes I should. He didn't seem like a tax dodger. I'm not saying that. And he always, he seemed legit. It just seemed like this all of a sudden was like. It's a coincidental time. I'll agree with you. But it also, COVID happens at the same time. So a lot of like inadequacies in the government in California are exposed. And I'm not there. I don't know. It's just hard. I think a lot of things happened at once. So it'll be hard to ever know why he did what he did. But I'll, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. And you know me, I'm angry at Joe. So yes, you are. And I'm not. There you go. <laughs> what else you got there, Kamar? Then they talked about transgenders going to prisons, which I think will be very interesting to watch. If it just works out fine. They're or- saying it happened here already. Is that true? Well, listen, all I know is this. If I catch a serious charge, I am definitely wearing a dress to court and I'm wearing a dress for the rest of that fucking I sentence mean, in a be woman's insane not to. Yeah, of course. I'm getting butt fucked in a male prison. So I wonder, I'm definitely... I wonder if it only works if you're willing to get your dick cut off. And no. then that's the next question. No, of course if not. You had to go to jail for life. No, Caitlyn Jenner would argue that she's going to Caitlyn cut her dick off. No. I think she went for full Monty. I think she did. Oh, did I think she? she went, yeah. I think I, I cannot confirm it. I haven't seen it. But uh, it'll just be interesting if it does not work out well and law and order, the government has to step in and start to be discriminatory. Uh, it's not discriminatory. If they start saying, even though you identify as a yeah, woman, that's not discriminatory in my opinion. Person. Yeah. Well, well, right now, obviously, it is, and that's why they're allowing them to do it. Yeah. Well, that's batshit crazy. So it'll be interesting if it works out to just Diablo pump Avocado the for a second. Sure. You look at like prisons and there are some men who become like almost legitimate women in there. Mm-hmm. Are those just people who should be allowed to be in that other prison because they're not violent. They're people who are being violated and PC. I know it sucks. Do you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, I get it. Listen, it's a super to weird. Diablo avocado. 
Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I get what you're saying. I Listen, don't have a point of view here. Is, here's a weird thing, though. It's like you're arguing that prison sucks for this person. Therefore, they should get it a little bit better. I'm pretty sure prison sucks for everyone. For sure. No, I guess what I'm Diablo avocadoing is if you really were born in the wrong body and you're like this. I don't know. Here's here's how if I, you were meant to be a woman yeah. and you're a man and you're now stuck in a men's prison and you're like, you know, I know that sucks really effeminate and you're going to be like, um, targeted for sure. And you're, you're well, protective uh, custody, just go into protective well, custody. That's Cause your argument is going to be you're in prison. So fuck you. Not really. Listen, but what if you're in there on like a drug charge, you know, like, Oh my God, that's well, because you don't agree, agree or whatever. A possession charge you shouldn't be fucking it's a social experiment at this point yeah but i also agree that you on a possession charge would have just as rough a time in prison maybe slightly better because you're not transgender but like i the, it's a weird argument to me you're going to have just a, you're going to have a terrible time in prison simon if you get caught for a oh drug no charge. but i'm going to have a better time in a woman's prison yes yes the same, but you see what i'm saying is like that's a that's a dumb argument they might peg you what do you mean i'm talking about you simon right yeah, now me simon yeah, yeah. You're going to have a much better time in a woman's prison. Yes. Yes, of course. That's an obvious statement. That's what I'm saying is prison is horrible. So if you went to prison, it's going to suck. If a transgender person, that's the idea of prison. It's a deterrent. We want you to say, I don't want to go here. Here's another weird thing. We take away your right to vote when you go to prison. You can no longer vote ever, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it would feel like at that point you've been convicted of a crime. You don't get, you don't get to vote on your fucking gender anymore. This isn't a free society anymore. You're locked in fucking prison. I don't know what you're, what do you mean? Well, I'm saying we live out here where we get to, you get to have certain ideas. You can go piss when you want. You can eat when you want. Prison, it's, this is when fucking breakfast is. This is when lunch is. This is when dinner is. We don't give a fuck how you feel. You have a dick. You're a man. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how the fucking system works. You should probably just not commit heinous crimes. What if it's Definitely. not a heinous crime? Well, 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 we all agree drugs should be legal, so I'm not having that fucking argument here. Yeah, but it's in the valid argument because those people end up in jail, so you can close your eyes to it, but they're still Pro- there. They have protective know? custody for a reason, Simon. You go into PC right away. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, listen, I don't think they belong. They, I don't think people of an opposite gender belong in another prison like because it just opens the door to too many weird gray areas, right? And then what? Where, we say give them their own prison. It's like, you're discriminating then. What do you like? There's no there, that's the problem is there's no gray area. Well, maybe that is the best answer. No, because again, that's discrimination. It's either I'm a fucking woman or I'm a man. There's no fucking you can. Well, what if we gave you your own shit? Do you think that's the case when it comes to like when it's like a life or death situation? You know, like that seems to be an argument that you can make when. R. Kelly your is your life isn't on. the OK, line. well, R. Kelly right now is crying that he's being abused in jail and that it's too much for him. Well, that's too fucking bad. So you, so you, there is a, you see what I'm saying? He picked the wrong gender. Well, what do you mean? I, well, yes, no, but on R. Kelly, on R. Kelly, you're fine that he's having a tough time in prison. You well, make your bed, you R, sleep in it. R. Kelly's in the prison he's supposed to be in. <laughs> if R. Kelly was a, a person who was like uh, 90 pounds and looked like uh, they, you know, they were in the wrong body. They meant, but hold on. There's that's, no, 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 no. There's transgendered people that are six, five and 260 pounds. So Abso- get the fuck out of here with your absolutely. 90 pound tie boy well, argument. No, well, but that's what we were talking about though, is these people who are lumped into like 
who are abused in prison. If you're Simon, this was six, my four and two forty, nobody's abusing you. This was you my know? point to you exactly is that someone who's six four and two forty, whether they're a trans whether they're transitioning or not, is gonna have an easier time in prison than me. Fucking five ten and a hundred pounds soaking wet. You see what I'm saying? So do I get special treatment because I'm gonna get fucked in jail hard? No, I don't. No, but there are people who are gonna have a harder time than you at 140 pounds who are going to fucked really I, hard. But what know? I'm saying is we don't make special treatment for anyone in prison. That's the deal. You just, it sucks going in. That's all I'm saying. Yep. I just think there are some extenuating circumstances to anything. Listen, there's a DuPont heir that fucking raped kids and he didn't go to jail because the judge was like, it'll be way too hard Maybe for him. you should have a choice. If you want to go to that third prison, that option is open to you. If you think it's against your like civic rights, then you can go to the prison. That if you're going to have three bathrooms, have three prisons. You were allotted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. That to me seems logical. That to me seems more, but again, people would say that we are being super discriminatory saying they should get their own prison. We're just exploring uh, ideas. I'm not saying know, anybody I'm should get anything. I'm putting, uh, options out there on the table. Come on, what else you got there? Then they spoke about OnlyFans, and I was just thinking the majority of the creators on OnlyFans are probably women, and it should balance out the alleged gender pay gap. It's finally an <laughs> well, it's not. Nick Carter is on there making the Nick fortune. Carter's J and his D all day. Is that what Joe kept saying, J and his D? Yeah. J and his D. There's yeah. only so I've many I've never Nick heard Carters. that before in my life, and he must have said it like 50 times. Yeah. J and his well, D. Well, you can J say in front of young D. kids, J and the D. If well, it's 50-50, that goes out the window, but I imagine it's way more women are making money on OnlyFans than men. Just I bet there's a lot of gay guys on there making a ton of cash. Chauvinist that I am. Uh, then they talked about... But then, I mean, the same thing could be said about TikTok, right? Why, there's more women creators on TikTok? For sure. Yeah. Because women... Well, there's more women. There are a lot of women who just do the dances, you know? Uh, okay, yeah. A lot of more female dancers. I think it's funny that at the beginning I was like... TikTok is like people doing um, end zone dances when someone scores a touchdown. But now when they score a touchdown, they're doing TikTok dances. That's weird, yeah. Like it's come, it's come full circle. Yeah, but I told you, so there's a thing in Madden for a long time where to run down the clock, you would just run along the goal line. That, that started in Madden. That wasn't an NFL thing. The first guy that did that in the well, NFL... He was like, they they asked him after the game. They were like, what made you run out the clock like that? And he was like, oh, I do that in Madden all the time. Social media. So what I'm saying is it's kind of like art imitating life, imitating art. Anyway. Unfortunately, it's not art. It's like that movie. Unfortunately, I, it's well, not art. I guess art. TikTok dancing is an art. Then they talked about vaccines and Bill Gates. Oh, man, that and got if ugly. And if you watch it, Tim had to totally adjust his like position. Did you see the chairs? Have you gotten a good look at the chairs? Yeah, aren't they like Recaro or something? I don't know. I'm just they look incredible. Yeah, they have like no. There's like no armrest, but they have like these. I don't know. Anyway, they have like sorry. super gamer chairs. But Tim really had to adjust himself to prepare because Joe pushed back. Um, I don't know why he gets such a bad rap, Bill Gates, and they did tiptoe and diplomatically. And by the end, Joe was like, "Yeah, I guess he could be bad." Well, this is the yes. Absolutely, Kamar. That's a good synopsis. Simon just Thank got an you. erection. I saw the no. I saw the board go the up. The best a bit. point that Dylan made, Timmy J. Dylan made, was why the fuck is why are we listening to this guy about anything but computers? Like enough, you're not. He is not an expert on vaccines. He's not an expert on eugenics. He's not an expert. Well, maybe he is on eugenics. 
But he's not. Why would you bring up eugenics anyway? Because his dad was so into yeah, eugenics. I know, but that's, that's not what a... he's doing with this fucking vaccine. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, that was a bad example. But he's not an expert in like what any of the things he inserts himself into. He inserted himself into those situations with money. So what are we saying? That anybody with money can now like decide the way the world is run? No, this is what we're raging against, you know? Well, I, I'm going to disagree with you. You have no problem with Elon sending shit to space. I do. I have a huge problem oh, do you? with... Okay. Fuck Elon. Didn't Elon is today. another guy. Like, <laughs> Listen, Simon, let me ask you this. You know that Bill Gates, probably like Elon, they're geniuses, right? You know, they're really smart people, like super high IQ. You're aware of that, right? Have you seen how they build Tesla factories? It's unbelievable. I bet it is. They're the most efficient factories in the world you know i used to think just like you maddie i used oh, to think like here we go guys like bill gates is perfect example i thought you know he was so smart that he built this thing in his uh garage and they came calling and it was like serendipitous that's not at all what happened man yeah he was a smart dude the only reason he's where he is is because his so mom what? i'm well, not talking about that you just said he's smart which is what i said okay sorry, so forget go, how he got where he got go on with all i point. was saying was he's very smart no, not if you're going to make that headache face. Go on with your point. He's smart. So a, a super smart rich guy, I get it. You're like Tim Dillon where you just want him on a beach being rich in fucking shorts. But like, so your argument is if I get super rich and I'm really smart, you don't want me to try to make the world a better place at all. You want me just on a beach, just spending cash. For, you want me Dan Bill's airing this thing. I mean, I would hope that you used your expertise to make this world a better place and used your money to help push forward whatever it is that made you that money in the first place. Okay, so let me ask you this. Maybe you're doing that, but maybe you're also the mouthpiece because the people that you're paying have zero fucking personalities and are just that book nerds. Oh, he has a ton of personality. Well, I'm just saying he's obviously out there speaking in large groups. I'd like to see you speak to 25 people even and see how personable you are. You're, do you find Bill Gates personable? Nope. I find him a fucking robot. Well, that's fine. My point is he can go out and speak to massive amounts of people and get his point across. How many people saw the TED Talk? How many people watch each episode of this? I think Bill Gates is doing a little bit better than we are, personality or not. If I had his money, everyone would be listening to this podcast. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Again, yes. If I had Bill Gates' money, it's like I wouldn't, and, uh, and I wanted to go out there and talk to people, I would. Yep. Who see? This is the difference, though. Is you're assuming that everyone would listen to you just because you have money. I'm assuming everybody listens to Bill Gates because he has money. John McAfee has a ton of money. Okay. Lots of people have lots of money. That's I'm my not, point, and I'm they're not. not but denying my that. point is, the is there's a lot of soon. people with a lot of money who don't have a voice, who aren't heard, who aren't whatever. I just find it weird that you assume. So, like he said earlier, Graham Hancock should have a ton of money. Right. Well, he needs a ton of money to advance his cause. But you wouldn't let you wouldn't take Bill Gates's money for Graham if, Hancock. If Graham Hancock gave Bill Gates the money. If Bill Gates gave Graham Han Hancock the money, fair play. And then if Bill it's Gates obviously nefarious, but we might find out something. And then if Bill Gates was out in his monotone robot way trying to say what Graham Hancock is saying, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just the, the, discovering ancient societies and creating vaccines for the whole planet are slightly different, but. Well, here's the problem, though, is that so any rich, any billionaire who tries to help, there's going to be a conspiracy theory in Simon's world, right? Well, there's no way world. there's no way that any billionaire could be doing any good without the CIA or some nefarious thing. See, and you can't even make a straight face. Because no, I mean, the, you're the, the 
it could be totally on the level. That is one of the possibilities out there. And as a Mocha subscriber, I have to give that possibility <laughs> just as much chance as all the other possibilities. Oh. What else you got, Kamar? I think you're the Mocha creator. Yeah, you're not a subscriber. Um, <laughs> I'm also a member. Yeah. They, they talked about an interesting experience that I think we all shared that young people will never have to endure, but smoking inside. That's unbelievable that we used to smoke inside bars. And not just smoke inside. I don't think anyone... Anyone who didn't endure it doesn't really understand what we mean by smoking inside. Like your clothes would smell so bad. Your eyes would Well, burn. I just remember like uh, being in a restaurant where half of it was non-smoking and what half of it was smoking. What a joke that was too. And it was just like, that doesn't work, you know? I remember the, cigarette yeah. vending machines. Yeah. So was, they don't ID anyone. That was how we did it for a long time. Yeah, the St. Hubert at Bank and. We went to Belmont. the uh, Mexis at the bottom of Me uh, Irene's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. They had one. Yeah. But it was just ridiculous, but it shows that things can't change. Yep. You know I mean, the I mean? fact that you can't, that you almost can't smoke in Vegas anymore is showing you that, like, that's. I remember when it happened in, night, in 2000. I remember people being like, France will never go non smoking. And they, it took them a year. They were like, yeah, we're done. Change can happen. So it's, I guess it's inspiring, but. Kamar, we have legal weed here, man. That's not a damn all you thing need changed. to know, you know? I mean, the funniest thing is the resistance. I, I remember being a smoker and being like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, this is insane. I remember going to the New Den because they had like a, you paid a $1, a $1 uh, membership fee for the year and you could still and smoke there because it was a private yeah. club. That's we right. Needed to smoke inside. So they had that for the one year. It's uh, it, Really, though, it only took a little while before you were like, yeah, good work. And there government. was apartments like, where you smoke inside. Way People still smoke inside, but it was, used to be way more commonplace. And I disgusting. I. I'm almost, this may be a false memory, but I'm almost certain that I was on one flight in my life where we smoked on it. There was not a time. Me, I don't not remember me, those, no. But the people were smoking on it. It was an Italian flight. The only problem, Smoke though, on the bus. The only problem, though, is it's put us now in a position where weed is, like, totally in that. Because, like, I would never let you smoke a cigarette in my house. I smoke so much weed in my house. And I have no problem with it. Come over, light a joint. Oh, yeah, it's, not, it's not as bad as the it's, smoke. It is. It talks. I find it dissipates right away. It doesn't like the yeah, stain and the stink. It's, it's what's in the cigarettes. It's the, the, the it's everything the they add to the yeah. tobacco. If I was just over there smoking tobacco, you'd be like just like with the weed, you know? Yeah, but that's what. I'm, but no one does that. My point though is just like no, I know. It's now put us in a position where you're never going to be able to smoke weed inside, which is kind of a shame because like a fucking weed lounge would be not that I'd go, but right, yeah. Uh, uh, like yeah. a weed cafe or something like that. You know what I, I mean? Like I know what you're a saying. Starbucks where you could go in and smoke a little joint well, and you have know, a tea. You know where they could do it, Maddie? The way they could do it, I was kind of thinking about this, is they just have to have these like giant tubes that come down over the table a little bit because 90% of that smoke will be sucked up into that, you know? Soundless, it's just there. You have a normal conversation. It's see-through so you can still see everybody around you. It's not completely closed off, so you're not claustrophobic. The bottom part, because all the smoke rises, you know? I mean, the weird thing to me is that we're all adults, and, like, if you specifically say this is a weed-smoking facility... They're worried that, about the people working there. Yeah, again, though, you don't work there if you don't want to be around it. Then like, it's, you're uh, infringing on people's <laughs> rights. Yeah, well, that's the dumbest I argument I know, ever. That, but that's what the argument is. It's like, why Super do you stupid. get to work there and I don't? And you're going to say, well, because it's a weed place and we smoke weed. And I'm going to say, well, I should have just as much right to do that as you, even though, and not have my health put at risk. That's the argument. It's stupid. I agree. It's, it's, a, it's a lot easier to argue when you don't have minus 30 temperatures, but I, yeah. think, I think it'll happen eventually, some sort of private club or something.
Well, for sure, they should be able to do it with the cartridges or whatever, you know. Vape. Shatter cartridges. Then they spoke about the degradation of cities. And it's interesting that if you remember 9-11, Juliana was the man. He's not like the laughingstock, but he was the leader of that city. He cleaned it up. And it's interesting how he's... Well, that was pre-9-11 that he cleaned it up. He cleaned it up, but then when 9-11 happened, he was mayor. Yes, and everyone, like, he was a, a force majeure that people relied upon. And it's just interesting that now he's just become a ridiculous laughingstock because he's a... I mean, keep in mind, though, he rode that fucking pony. Like, when he ran for president, he mentioned 9-11 every second sentence. So, you know... And where did that get him? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, just, I just remember him being much more respected than he is now. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen in times of crisis. Like, I remember when Chris Christie was regarded as, like, a real fucking savior when the hurricane came through. And, like, he's a fat piece of shit. It's just their posturing that gives them the respect, but you don't actually know what they do. Was it Tim Dillon who mentioned that um, when they were, like, running Biden in or trying to figure out who was going to be head of that party? Kamar's got this in his notes. Did you? They were so uncertain of him that they brought Bloomberg in to see if that would stick, and then it didn't, so they're like, oh, fuck, well, now we have to go with Biden. Well, that, that's my point, is whoever that is making those decisions, isn't that who's in charge? Is, is that strange? Well, isn't that made by committee, though? It's like, well, don't they vote on that? Who the are Democratic those people, Party? Like, they were talking about how they had all the So Nancy Pelosi is in charge. Nancy Pelosi is, I, I guess. I, I mean, Simon, even if it's done by committee, you could imagine that each one of those, let's say there's 12 committee members, they probably each walk behind a closed door and talk no, to sorry. a No, sorry. Yes, you're right They there, feel but, like they're But handlers. I meant committee like, I thought I know, you the meant like the R, voted, yeah, it yeah, was like the whole, anybody yeah, who I was just holds saying, a card. I was just saying 12, as a, just to make it a lower number to make it more feasible. But let's say it's 2,000 people. They're each going back to a closed door. Yeah, again, I don't know. I don't know how that They works, just seem so. like handlers and not this democratic thing. Like It definitely gave me, it definitely showed me why Joe uh, stopped having politicians on. Because I, I felt like he kind of felt like they used him to get Bernie out. Yeah, he, he stepped in it, getting involved. That would be super shitty, man, if he was responsible for that. Well, that's how he, listen, he said to him, he was like, all I said was this, and then they turned it around and used it to railroad him to get him out. And it felt like Joe felt... I, I, I mean, as much as I'd like to give Joe that credit, if they want him out, they were going to get him out. They I get did it. it the, the time before. I get and it, but I'm just saying, again, you know? could have been the death... No, it could have been, uh, you know... Could have been the death blow, yeah, for sure. You're right, Maddie. And finally, we talked about it earlier, but Joe conceded that he doesn't like the studio and he's changed it up. And he was even like, I got big plans, because he said, you can have this. To Tim Dillon, if he moves there <laughs> for his podcast studio. Do you ever see Booster's Millions? What, so what? Sorry, you think that he's changing the studio? He said he was. I, that was Sorry, that wasn't at all what I got. I got, I made the studio the way I wanted to make it. Fuck you guys. Stop complaining about it. It's just a studio. I thought he meant. I, I got have, that out of it too. Brandon. I thought he meant he had big plans. Like I'm on to the next phase. Studio built. Now I get the club, and then I open the ranch. No, the studio's done. <laughs> you think he's moving to a new studio? He said it. I mean, listen, it would make sense. First of all, Joe seems like he's working on a lot of shit right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he started some sort of... Think about it. 
three-year plan. You take your you take your three hundred million, which you believe it is, and you start your own podcast network or your own streaming service or whatever the fuck. He could just be building another. I mean, he needs to build something else. The ceilings need to be higher. The lighting needs to be above them. This is all simple lighting. This is lighting one hundred and one. It's I, amazing the I, work that went into this. I agree. And he, he should, should have just got a square it. room with some fake brick on it to start. There we go. But uh, yeah. First well, of all, he's I rich. Hope, he should have got. Right. He should have got in a guinea brick shipped in. Uh, he's he's so rich. He's scrapping this thing, and he almost went nice. too far as shit on the guy who made it. That has to be it, Simon. We have to be done. Yeah, no, I'm just Kamar did such an amazing job. So it was informative just and sure uh, almost up to date. Simon, can you stop folding those for me and just leave them aside? Why? Because those could be good to send to the Patreons. My notes? Look wow. what's on the other side of them. Yeah, that's worth a lot of money. Oh, that's fun. That's fun, Matt. Um, Apple Block. Yeah. Like Alex Anthopoulos is going to be like, sweet, $100 a month and I get a fucking sheet of paper. That's it. Kamar, We're done. I think you might have done too good a job. Kamar knocked it out of the park. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to wait for this episode to end. Well, rate it, boys. Uh, four. The whole week got a four. Fours across the bow. This one gets a three and a half. You're a piece of shit. No, I'm kidding. It's a four across the board for me. Four, 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 four. I love Timmy Dillon. Come on, we have a full agreement this week. You full agreement. Full he, agreement. He has a really wow. good rapport with Joe. He's able to push the conspiracies, not get too far, keep him laughing. Yeah, and you know what? Agreement. Four. Oh, he's okay. He's coming around. I'm in. RBG burns in hell. That's good because that take you. You ended up giving a one to Cam Haynes after the one point five. So that point five you just tacked on to Tim Dillon. Perfect. There you go. Working it now. Do you want to revise your weekly? Yeah. Well, I mean, just do the math. Right? Oh, we used to do that. I gave it a one. Well, point. he said he wants. I to gave change. it a one. You went four. Cam, point. one. Yeah. Four point five four. Yeah. So whatever that equals, that's it's nine and a half week. divided by three. Well, there so you go. Three, three point three point whatever. three three three. You give the week a three. No, that's not it. I give the week a three point something. It's a, it's sad. It's sad that one episode can just yank it down so far. But if you want to be factual, let's, oh, you want your numbers math, to work out. Like uh, that's how it goes. All right. Well, that is it. Another episode in the books. Uh, if you want to uh, contact us, there's a Reddit. It's reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. We also have an Instagram and a Twitter. It's at J-R-E-E podcast. You can follow Kamar here on Instagram and Twitter. At Kamar Babar. For the weather. Simon, how are you feeling this week? Uh, Whatever. If you know it, follow. If you don't, don't. So you can follow cool. Simon mocha m-o-c-a dot c-a totally make mocha somebody said <laughs> sent something in that they can't wait to see the mocha flag oh so yeah i'll have to work on yeah, that yeah you gotta you gotta get on that but it's not really a flag i guess it's more like a cult an symbol. emblem yeah yeah you gotta do like a stone cutters like yes a, exactly yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. um we have a youtube the field goal challenge is live right now wow. you can go watch it go watch we're it. not gonna ruin anything for you Go watch it. It's six minutes long. You get to see all of us attempt uh, 10 tries at a 30-yard field goal. Uh, we did it. We put it up. Go watch that. Uh, also, hit that subscribe button while you're there. We put all our episodes on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash podcast. 
And of course, the most important, if you want to support us, you can do so. It's patreon.com slash JREE podcast. You can join for as little as $5 a month. For your money, you will get uh, the post, Joe, on Tuesday with the normal episode. Uh, You will also get a couple episodes, three or four of This Won't Age Well, the series where we go back, we listen to old episodes, and we do what we do on the normal show. And uh, coming up in November, we got some new stuff for you. We have... uh, Simon's Conspiracy Corner and Kamar's Advice Columns. Get those questions in, guys. I can't help you if you don't ask. There you go. So join now. Like I said, patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast if you want to support the show. Make this shit better. I think that's it. Did I hit on everything? Did I miss anything? Go leave a really great review on iTunes because it breaks the fucking simulation. Uh, iTunes has been blowing up. We're like four stars right now. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. That's Canadian iTunes. Oh my god! I bet on U.S. iTunes it's uh, like a point five. Like a fucking uh, what, <laughs> total uh, what dumpster it, fire. Yeah, you gotta get a there, VPN sponsor. Like California so we can check that wildfires. Out. Yeah, man. someone send us a screenshot of no, uh, our rating please, on American don't. Apple, please. Thank you. Don't do that. Do yeah, as I say, not do. as Simon complains. I think that's it. Um, thank you so much. If you made it this far, uh, you're a real mensch. Nobody made it this far. Well, maybe someone did. Uh, if you watched and listened, oof, aren't you a hundred percent human? Um, Nobody watched that and listened. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget, check out that field goal challenge. Thank you so much for listening. Stick around for the post show. We hope you have a great week, weekend, and as usual, keep your eyes open.